XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. One, two, three, uh.
everybody. It's the Serrano Fez Show. Get started with a little Black Friday dance party. Uh, I believe now that that song is old enough that we can call it classic and we can put it back into rotation. Not that, 10 years maybe? Yes, but uh, you know, we've moved into a thing where like, okay, I haven't heard it in a while. I'm not sick of it anymore. I love it. Now, when we were all singing along and doing our dance party, I noticed this about Chris Stanley. He sings in the upper register. You, you're uh, my Art Garfunkel, where you're like, go ahead, Paul. You fucking do your lame little vocal, and I'll go up here where I could. It's not a solo, but suddenly now it sounds like a choir. It's nice, right? Yeah. I worked on that for a while. And then, Fez, you were just sitting there feeling the Ramadan? Yeah, just, yeah, basically knowing there was something on, and I guess it's music. I don't know. That song was huge. Music this, never occurs to me. This has really paid off, this drug. <laughs> he came back just in time to get everything going. Um. All right, buddies. It is the Ron Fez show, live from the thirty-sixth floor of the Sirius XM building in the in heart of Manhattan, New York, New York. The city's so nice. You know, I actually I did something fucking where I feel like I'm high today. What happened is last night I uh, went out to see this documentary called. Um, Radio Unnameable, I think is the name of it, right? So it's great, and I stay and watch the Q&A. Everything's fucking great. Then I get home, I'm like, oh, I got fucking football, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I wake up this morning, and I'm like, oh, Louie was on last night. I DVR'd. I forgot all about it. Boom, I'll put that on. So I watched the episode. Then I walk into uh, work today. But I'm in a Louie episode in my mind. Faces look freakish. <laughs> I feel lonely. People are doing weird things. There's sad music playing behind yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, like, there's rain. There's just this rain is going on. And I'm like, oh, man, this city is so odd. And you know what? I'm all alone. I don't live with my kids. I have, I'm like, wait, what am I talking about? And then, go on the road next week? But it really, it, it does. You can get into... Uh, if you're watching something, you can uh, almost turn your life into that for a little while. It's it's kind of a high. You pull that into yourself. You take it on. Uh, well, I'm okay now. Good. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Plus, this Ramadan I've been eating. You know, I took some of Fez's just to see how it is. Yeah. Crush some up, snort it. I mean, like, do like a freeze or something real quick? Yeah, real quick. Just fucking, you know what I mean? Just just get a taste of how it is. Quick blast. <laughs> quick blast to get away from our troubles. Um, Maddie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hicks, you hit one off the scoreboard, starting us off with Outcast, brother. I appreciate that. You put you a little bounce in my step. Have a great weekend, boy. And he did that this late in the season where you see a lot of guys no longer caring. Fucking Hicks goes yard with that. That's a playlist, baby. That's on the iBang. Check that shit out. You're Enjoy so, it. You're so proud of your playlist. You're like, I'm going to fucking play Hey Ya because it's Black Friday and they're all black. Yeah, Outcast Black, big boy black. Earl used to care about the Black Friday picks and he's just... I think he stopped caring about being black. He has. He's like, ever since he started the Hard Rock, he just thinks he's a white girl. <laughs> and who wants to be a white girl? What white girl could be managing a vibe? That's what know. I'm saying. I don't know how much vibe he's managing to... <laughs> I mean, if the vibe is, I'll find a table for you. Maybe he's managing the vibe. I think Johnny just made up a, like, a title for him to be nice. Um, Jason in Detroit, Panic in Detroit. Hey, Ron Fez, uh, Road Rash. Hey, uh, all day don't resign. Is this going to become the Ron Fez channel? 
No, we've already been talking. If Owen A uh, refused to sign, uh, Fez and I are going to D.C. Uh, until everything fucking blows over. And I think that's going to work out for all of us. It's, you know, it's a nice-sized market. It's not too stupid. And it's a good place to fucking lay low like hole in the wall. All right. Until, you know, everything works back out again and we put the band back together. <sighs> Shit. Hicks, you in, or are you one of those guys, if you can't see the Empire State Building, you can't leave? I'll feel weird about it, but all right, let's do it. And you'll be just constantly fucking complaining about the metro down there, that it doesn't make enough stops, and it closes at night. It's not 24 hours. This is bullshit. Um, that's what you have to deal with, though. One must keep going. I'll get a car, then. Fuck it. I don't have a license, but, you know, I can still drive. It looks like uh, we'll see Mikey Boy down there since he's doing Oreo ads again. <laughs> we'll see him at the games. Uh, Mike in Buffalo, you're on a fest. Yeah, I'd just like to call and congratulate you. Uh, pre-congratulations for having your own channel of ONA Don't Sign by Monday. Well, you know, it, it's always the same exact way where they're like, yeah, everything will work out, guys. And then they're like, we're making some changes. Yeah. That's how bosses talk. <laughs> oh, it's actually really going to be a sad day for um, ONA fans and Ron and Fez fans that also cross over between both shows. Why, why, do you, why do you honestly think that this... Fucking company would be so insane not to resign them. They're go. This is like the replacement refs. At the very worst, they're going to get some fake ONAs in here, and everybody will be like, "This ain't good." And then in three weeks, management will fucking fold and bring ONA back. That's what I believe. Love it. There's no Goodell situation here. So even if on Monday. You hear the replacement ONAs. And they're trying. I mean, don't get upset with them because they really wish they were doing Division Three radio. They were thrown into this, you know? Yes. They're stepping up. Scabs. But I believe that finally when they see how bad it goes with the replacement ONAs, uh, they'll come across. And these replacement ONAs, they have other gigs. I mean, this isn't, you know, this won't be the only thing they're doing. I said to uh, one of the bosses, I go, why don't you just give them a big chest of jewels, golden jewels? Like pirates? Like pirate booty? That, that always works. <laughs> We're like, someone's fucking mad at you, and then you're like, open up this chest of golden jewels. Look at this old fucking chest covered in sand and cobwebs. Open it up. Go ahead. This is a diamond skull? That fucking diamond skull is fucking haunted. Don't even look into its eyes. <laughs> don't look into its eyes. That you don't want to do. No, I want to get my soul destroyed by some fucking haunted diamond skull. I don't care how much it's worth. I'm sure um, pretty petty. Well, the point is, uh, I just believe that after replacements get in here, no one's going to want to deal. Uh, time, you're on the Run Fest show. Listen, if uh, management drags their heels, um, I'm looking forward to three shifts a day. I've run in oh, 24 hours a day, Jesus. all day long, every day. Jesus, no. N-E-W flashbacks. 
This time, Fez, I promise we'll take Rory and you will stay normal and not do that thing where you attempt to destroy my career. That will be the beauty of it. Now we can redo everything knowing that there's always a happy ending sooner or later. Now you know how to do it right this right. time, right? Yeah. This time it'll all go perfectly. Yes, because You've it's Groundhog's it Day. That's fucking what radio should just be called. Groundhog's Day. <sighs> well, did you get to watch your fucking TV show last night? Because... Now you have it on regular TV. Yes, I saw. Yeah, yeah. You got the Notre Dame announcer on there. And uh -huh. Fucking things good with the world. It's super great. Whedon chokes at the end. Uh, up today is uh, Art Garfunkel interview with the clip of his liner notes read where he basically stopped the interview and read us some beautiful liner notes. It was actually pretty fucking cool. It's in there. Listen to that. It's just like when like you see some people, you're like, God, their life has been like way better than mine it's been like on some kind of fucking educated higher level forever like yeah, like, from the some, like when he was even doing that i'm like i bet not everyone did hate school and this is where <laughs> i kind of fucked up i should have stayed with it i wanted to stay long enough to figure out what an adverb was and how to use it properly didn't fucking do it still bothers me to this day i didn't even know where the fucking commas go somewhere they, they go in there somewhere and it makes the sentence look really cool. I didn't even know there were adverbs. I was just aware of verbs. No, you gotta have an adverb. That's something you fucking add on to a verb. <laughs> supercharge it, motherfucker. Shit, you can supercharge a verb? Yeah, you can fucking supercharge it. This is why we should join Tony Danza and become like fucking teachers, like inner city teachers. All right, let's do it. Uh, Ken in Michigan, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? Yeah. Who, who the fuck's gonna uh, be the scab for ONA? Well, they got some I mean, guys that they think look like ONA, and they're going to announce them as their cousins. They work for, like, lingerie uh, radio? Yeah, it worked years ago on Dukes of Hazard. Everybody <laughs> loved those guys, and their careers went on to be fantastic. So they're going to say, ONA just took a trip. Here comes their cousins, and <laughs> off we go. ONA are and, on the stock car circuit now. And Sam will still be here anyway. Okay, that's a little continuity. <laughs> Probably talking more. Um, Harmon, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to say I want to get a uh, group together to picket the serious uh, station. Uh, say, give ONA whatever they want. They they deserve it. All right, and we're going to need someone to make signs. Yeah, I love it. We're going to need somebody to make signs. Uh, get some poster board. Some markers. All right, let's use adverbs. Let's do that. All right, I'm gonna fuck right off and use commas, commas and adverbs. I think every sign should say "fuck these fucking fucks," you know, and then just uh, put underneath it, "Thank God this is an XL channel." Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm already making my sign, and I mean, management might be fucking mad yeah. that I'm out there on the line. But I'm gonna do it anyway, you know, because I'm all, you know I'm also a listener. You we know, I'm not just an employee. Have to fight these replacement ONAs. They're going to ruin the game. So here's my sign. I'm gonna be outside with that. Buck Rory Schaefer. Yeah, I think we should all probably remember that too. Why? Because he's ruining everything on my fucking other favorite show. It's the Watchers, baby. The Playmakers. <laughs> the Watchers. 
I like the playmakers though. That's a fucking pretty like maybe it works. Why don't we do this? We do the playmakers and we just go to we talk about players all the time. I got death of a salesman. Oh shit. I don't go to make plays. I fucking did you ever see Death of a Salesman? No, I read the book. I knew that fucker was gonna die. First scene. Well, death. The, of first of all, how could you read the book? It's a play. There was a book, right? No, a play. It's what a the? fucking play. Maybe I read it, the play version of it. It's a weird thing to read a play. You're like, I can't imagine. Stage direction? What the fuck? I can't. He wakes to hear the fishmongers call in the distance. <laughs> so, anyway, if we're going to do the fuck Roy Schaefer uh, protest. Oh, that come that comes into things. I mean, I mean he's yeah, not gonna be a replacement O and A. I don't know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's God you know, once I got this going. This is where what happens every time that there's a protest, it starts to fragment and people get into their own stuff. It's like, hey, wait, we're losing focus here. Right. Come on, uh, let's stay on fucking... I remember with the anti-war protest, you look over and some people would just have like it's a woman's body and her right to choose. And you're like, honey, you're gonna fucking get time to do that, okay? Yeah, but a lot of people are here, so I figured I might as well jump in. I know. And then there's somebody talking about big corn. I don't know. <laughs> don't you realize everything corn is in everything? Yes. We can't just live on corn. It is in everything. I found out last night that it's also in corn chips, yeah. which I never fucking knew. What is in the word? Corn chips. Thank you, big corn. Boo, king corn. High fructose corn syrup. Boo. King corn is what corn ought to name their live album. Uh, here's our buddy Tom in Minneapolis. He has a spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Hey, what's up, fellas? Yeah. Another uh, workplace shooting occurred yesterday. Like uh, five dead, including the shooter, killed himself like a coward. You know, he couldn't just do it uh, do it before killing some innocent people, destroying families. What a prick. Uh, where was this at, Tom? Uh, it's in Minneapolis. Small little family-owned business. And what was his beef? What makes somebody go this crazy? It's Kokomo's dad. Uh, apparently he was Kokomo. fired or laid off yesterday, and then he came back later in the day. Well, first people person hate he to killed. be fucking fired and laid off. I might come yeah. in here and shoot everybody if Owen oh, Aaron <laughs> here on Monday. Let's light it up. Was your dad involved in that murder-suicide in Minneapolis? Uh, I haven't spoken to him today. Oh, God. I don't think so, though. You notice that he's uh, matching like a black guy where he's got the same color cap as he does his shirt? This might be yeah. the first day he's not wearing uh, Salvation Army clothes. Thanks. He looks like he's wearing some third grader's fucking shirt, though. <laughs> it's a nice little pocket. What's there. the uh, What's the hat for? Uh, the hat? Oh, I stole it from my roommate. It's Supreme New York hat. All right, nice. But, where you, but you're wearing it backwards. So I am wearing it backwards. Baller. Yeah. Yep. So that way when I pass people on the street, they can be, oh, that guy went to Supreme New York. Yeah. It's pretty That's cool. That's fucking great to let people know. People yeah. always say that. Well, <laughs> all right, officially today you've been on the show more than fucking fast, so I need you to get off now. Okay. i got to at least move him back into third. Okay. That's my Beat it. dream. That's my fucking dream right now. From to dominate that mic. If this Ramadan works the way it fucking is supposed to. That's uh, the word in the street, Ramadan. Well, you know what? When you're out on the streets, oh, 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 oh. It's fucking madness. Uh, Lady Trucker, how are you? Hey, I'm just 
calling in to confirm that Sirius XM has just signed me to a five-minute show until Oneg have come back. Oh, my God. That would be the perfect replacement show <laughs> until management breaks. <laughs> just fucking lady trucker making hog calling noises. <laughs> Truck talk and hog calls. With Did you see that hog call we got up on the, uh, on the iBank? That brought serious. It's actually one of the things in life I wish I could do. The hog call? Yeah, it just looks like it's fucking fun to be able to pull off. <laughs> and this woman, you know, when a real looker like this steps out, I mean, she's like she's like so into it. Yo, she this is her life's work. Yeah. Thank you. That's the fucking hog. Ugh. It's over. Give her the fucking trophy right now. She is taking on the full character of a hub. I don't know what she even yelled at. But let, let's just do this. Is the pig the only fucking animal that you attempt to speak to in its own language? No one ever, like, if they want their dog, go, roof, roof, And like, the dog's like, yes, I'm fucking coming. Don't you wish that a dog could communicate. That'd be fucking whacked out, man. Just be able to talk to your dog. I had a dog before that sometimes when it was just fucking me and him, and like he'd be like staring at me, and like I, I knew we wanted to fucking, I knew I was missing something. I just was going, I would go like this to him. Just fucking say it, dude. I know you can fucking say it. Did it happen? Once he just went like this. All right, let's drop this. What? Facade. I've always been able to talk. All animals can. That's fucking nuts. I mean, if animals could talk, we would not eat them. Uh, probably not. Uh, maybe. Yeah, people still eat some animals if they were dicks. If no, if they were pleading for their lives, there's no way some, we could eat them. But some animals are going to be fucking assholes, and you're going to want to fucking kill them, and you'll know they taste good. What animal would be an asshole? I'd say, no, I'd say like, like human beings. Some animals would be nice, and some right, would be dicks. But I'm saying you don't fucking turn around and fucking... Just eat the human beings that aren't nice. But see, here's the thing. If we only did that, if we only ate the nice animals, I'd be like this all the time. Man, I can't stand a pig, a cow, and a chicken. Can you? <laughs> fucking pigs and cows and chickens are fucking jerk-offs. Because, like, you don't want to fucking hear, like, like, pigs are good, but fucking lizards are pricks. <laughs> so let's eat lizards on a stick. Mmm, more fucking burnt lizard tonight. They say a pig has the same amount of intelligence. Of as a seventeen-year-old boy, in other words, they're dumb as shit, and will pull into oncoming traffic. Thank God they don't talk. Boys do. <laughs> um, that's what they do. Um, Mike in DC, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron, you better be careful about making threats. Fez will report you. Can I ask you a sports question while I got you on the phone? Yeah, go ahead. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron Fez Show. Uh, could this be the last day of the ONA channel? Um, I'm just saying this, and I don't want it to get out there as a rumor, but I know for a fact they won't be back. Boom. Whoa. That's more than a rumor. 
Oh, I think it's just rumor. <laughs> I think that that's just rumor or innuendo. All right. Which is another word I really should have learned. I should have should have stayed away and run for vi- vi- uh, vocabulary time. Um, Zach, Iowa, you're on the Ryan Fest show. Uh, go ahead, Zach. Yeah, uh, not all animals can talk because Fez never got a chance to say cookie. Everyone knows that Fez is going through a bad time now. He's on Ramadan. He said, I want to come back quickly and unfulfilled. And we're still working. Always working. It's a process. It's a journey. Uh, James, you're on Fez. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, hyenas are asshole animals, man. And I'd eat me an a-, a hyena for sure. But here's the thing. A, you never run into a fucking hyena. I mean, I'm going to have to take... I've seen way more cartoon hyenas than ever real ones. And then B, they're like the catfish of the fucking land. They're ugly but they animals. just go around eating dead things. Yeah, they're scavengers. They're scavengers. So you're going to eat that. You're going to eat their fucking dead sickness and have to fucking deal with that. And I don't want to do it. I just want to eat a fucking cow. Cows are great because A, they're slow as shit. They don't go anywhere. B, they're the only fucking animal you can grind up and make a decent burger out of. And I'm looking directly at you, turkey. And after that, I'm looking at you, buffalo. Turkey burger. Mm -mm. Look, fuck the turkey burger. Give me a turkey sandwich, then. If we're going turkey, let's actually do it. Why turn into a sausage-like thing or fucking ground it up? Just fucking slice that motherfucker. Slice that motherfucker up in beautiful fucking turkey slices. Um... Al, you're on the Ryan Fez show. I think Fez should take over the morning show when you stay in the afternoons. That'll work, huh? Radio Shark. Cigars and Scotch, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I got a spy report. Spy report, good. Spy report, spy report, spy report. I have it from an unnamed source that, source that both Louis C.K. and Jerry Seinfeld have interviewed for ONA slot. Could be trouble. I saw Chris Rock in here yesterday, too. Hey. I'm not trying to uh, fucking bust any balls here, but... I have to watch extra to find out what happens. Extra, extra, we got extra news. Yes, I need that. I need extra news. That's why I watch extra. You see, I have this normal amount, and that's bullshit because the extra is what really puts me over in knowing what's going on. Extra news, extra corn chips. No, corn chips are bad for you. <laughs> well, they don't have any corn in it. That's why I've been eating them. No, it's corn chips. There's corn up in that motherfucker. Why is fucking corn bad for you? Because it's not that corn necessarily is bad for you. It's just that everything is, corn's in everything now. We can't be eating all this corn. You know who they else they do that to? Pigs. They're just fucking <laughs> treating us like we're hog callers. Mm. Uh, Bill, Boston, you're on the run of Fest show. Ron, if we have problems, if only I have problems with management again, am I going to have to run my radio over again? Yeah. Run it over now, just to be sure. And then make a YouTube of it. 
Look what it is. It's Hard Jack Johnny. Hard hey, Jack. Hey, hey, that's not nice. I thought I was saying it to be nice. Oh, that, that was, yeah, I'm nice. If you look at my latest post, I'm a nice guy. Um, so here's, this is like, I think I think the reef is back. I think it's time to reef this. Any oh, w, my God, I forgot the reef. It's the reef. Get the music. Start the reef. Ah, so. you're listening to the reef. <laughs> old school. Yeah, that's old, very old, old school. Old. That's, I don't even know if the, new, the newbies won't even know what we're we'll, talking we'll about. We'll run in that trunk. I don't know what the fuck is going on either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it fucking tells me shit. <laughs> I don't I know if I want to come saying, over there I'm Cinderella and no one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie only talks that way when he gets mad. He, his, his voice goes up three octaves. Yeah. Crazy. What the fuck? I don't even get this business. <laughs> it really, you know, anyone who doesn't know him personally, it's a true story. It really does. Like, I, get, I get him on the phone, he starts going, and it does. It goes up. As he gets more aggravated, his voice goes up and up and up. Has he ever had a happy time where he was comfortable with his career? You know, I, I got to say, as a guy who's been friends with him for, what, 10 years now? Yeah. And no. I can't think of a time where I've, I've sat with him. And even, even in, like, the most relaxing of spots, like we went this summer, we went down to the beach. He, me and Eddie Trunk hanging out in the ocean, which is a, a great sight, I'm sure, for many. And, you know, you should in the ocean, you're just relaxing. Nope. Talking about this guy's show, he gets this, this guy gets that. It's, it's never, there's never a relaxing moment with that man. Yeah, he's never uh, in a good place. And yet, 99% no. of the people that have ever done radio would switch places with him in a second. You know what I mean? he's, ra- he's got radio, TV, he's working on his second book. I mean, what, what else does the guy need? I mean, it's, Oh, it's, his it's, next book is going to be great. It's called More, Bet- More Metal. <laughs> it's like some of the metal <laughs> no, no, bands no, 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 that no, no, went no. in the first one. Even More Metal. Oh, okay. And then and finally, then, still more metal. And still then more finally, exactly. Still more metal is the third part of that. Still more metal. I can't then, believe I found more metal. And then finally, he'll just do the Calypso sounds of the 50s. <laughs> just going a whole like, you know, I've also liked Calypso all these years. I just never play it. <laughs> I tell you, though, you're going to have to reef this motherfucker on Monday. That's it. Mad again. Everybody watch Kathleen Mad again. I don't know what that fucking song is, but then it gets stuck in my head. Uh, I just caught the Kathleen Madigan song. Um, I'm, I'm not coming to Sirius XM, by the way, Ronnie, because if you remember when it all went down the first time, I was standing with you in the hallway when the news came through in the hallway at NEW. Oh, you so call I'm that not... uh, news. I called it a kick in the balls. <laughs> you guys survived for a little while. felt like that someone was... kicked me directly in the balls. And then, and then we had the event the next day, and we had protesters in front of the Hard Rock when we were doing a Ron and Fez event. Um, we had... Johnny? Oh, no. Oh, God, they killed Johnny. Johnny. You know, when we're this, when something like this is going down, there's always something that will make us all feel better. You know, particularly for the people who weren't there the first time. But there's something that we will go back to and rub like a touchstone. You know, like, oh, I'm okay. Like Fez has got the uh, fucking rubber band around his thing now so he doesn't take his dick out in public. (laughs) We have something that makes us feel better, and that's the Black Girl song. And in the Black Girl song, Brother Joe has taken the song Patches. And told the entire uh, ONA NEW story in one beautiful song. And it's almost 
Like, through Earl and his experiences, you will see the history behind him. It's a wonderful song. Let's take a listen. I was born and raised in New York City In a housing project way up in the hood I dressed in dark clothing so folks started calling me black girl Oh, and they used to laugh about it Cause deep down they knew they called me that Cause I was as black as soot I've always been a lazy man A couch potato with a clicker in my hand See, motivation I never had Hid in the shadows when the boss got mad For 20 years I never got a raise I'm 33 and I've never been late I look busy but I'm not, I'm just walking around I pick up some papers and I put them back down One day I'm gonna stop paying my rent Live in a refrigerator box, never get out of bed I'm black girl, a genuine lazy bum I'll always make it through Then one day some lame brains came and took ONA away And at the age of 33 I felt like I was carrying the weight of the whole station on my shoulders And Ron and Fezzi knew what I was going through Every morning I'd unlock the door Lay down and I'd sleep a little more and Then I put away the bathroom key Everybody was depending on me I eat a chicken wing with lemonade long Strength to make another day. Times I felt I couldn't go on. Push a button, throw a switch, answer the phone. Got lost in the van. I did my PSAs. Ten minutes work gonna take me all day. I'm black girl, a genuine lazy bum. I'll always make it through. Hot times in any double U. I could hear Scotzo say, Black girl. You're a genuine lazy bum You'll always make it through Hot times in any W Ken and Jeremy say Black girl, you're a genuine lazy bum You'll always make it through Hot times in any W That just reminds me, we gotta get Ken back in this business we forgot Ken. All these years, we forgot to bring Ken back. He was the general manager at the time. Oh, flashbacks are amazing. Flashbacks are amazing. Uh, Hicks, you've got a piece up on the iBank today about a, a guy who hit his money big. Yeah. And then did what everyone thinks they want to do once they retire young. I'll just snort coke every day. Now, to me... <laughs> If you've got the money, it sounds like the perfect plan. Yeah. He retired at 36. He made a shitload of money in real estate mm -hmm. and decided, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going to Portugal. That's it. I'm done. I am out of it. And Great then, plan. Yeah. And then according to the story, he uh, was introduced to cocaine in Portugal. Oh, he had never done cocaine before. According to this, yeah. Don't know if that's 100% true, but this is what they're saying. It yeah. happens with people, though. I've known people to get in drugs late in life and then be just like, I fucking love drugs. <laughs> Getting fucked up is what feels great. I love drugs. <laughs> so this guy, he took his plan and it looks like he snorted his nose until it was inverted. 
he his nose collapsed. He's been doing cocaine every single day. He's forty five now, so very part of a decade. This guy's been banging rails. Still shouldn't collapse your nose. I mean, that's doable, but maybe mount monstrous amounts. Yeah, just a stuff. huge amount of cocaine. Uh, his nose collapsed. He gets busted in his Bentley. He has still rolling around a hundred twenty thousand dollar Bentley with a shitload of coke. Hidden inside the fucking car. Here's the problem. You forgot to put disturbing up there. So the fucking disturbing fems will be like, oh, God. Can we get a warning, please? Sorry, everybody. Can we get a fucking warning? Check out this dude's collapse. Jesus, face. I bang. I had to see that. Yeah, you did. This is fucking good for people who look how his face has turned into a wishbone. <laughs> you can actually see a wishbone in his face. The skin almost, he looks like a Sharpay dog. I don't know what all dogs look like, but did the, oh, his hair fall out? He shaved his head. He shaved yeah, his head. Yeah, because you don't want fucking, you know, you don't want to be sitting there fucking worrying about your hair when you're all cooked <laughs> up every day. And so he's just living in hotels and... I guarantee you he's had hookers do off of his bald head oh, before they do his fucking dick. Come on, look, lady, they have all this coke. And they found a bunch of guns in his hotel room and a bunch more coke. Fuck yeah, you gotta have guns. Yeah, you get all coked <laughs> up and you're like, I'm gonna fucking, I need to feel safe here. Protect yourself. So this guy makes it. He fucking links the dream. And now he's, uh, I think he's facing five years in prison for the coke, coke and gun possessions. This will be the, this will be healthy for him though. Like that five years, he can fucking use that time to try to pull his fucking nose out. The old cartilage is gone in his nose. It just fell Here's in. what I would do if I was him. I would, like, squeeze my nostril shut and then blow. Oh. Until my nose popped back out into my face. Oh, That sounds fucking painful. Ugh. You know what I think he needed to do, too? Every once in a while, just do a couple drops of water to make sure everything slides back down the way it's supposed to. It's not bad Don't idea. leave any fucking coke behind in the nasal passages. <sighs> I wouldn't mind seeing a fucking movie about this guy. Oh, that'd be awesome. It's like, I made it. Let's start getting gacked. It's on one fucking hand. It makes total sense to you. You got no responsibilities. You're retired at 36 years old. You, yeah. So what are you going to do? Just drink like a fucking idiot? No. You got to keep it going. Every single day for nine years. And he still hadn't run out of money, huh? Oh, no. He was still, he's still a baller. He's still just fucking as much as he needs. More than. He's still running around in a Bentley. Sick. But the Bentley was filled with coke and guns. Which yeah, of is course the it is. <laughs> What's that the hey, There's two things he needs. He needs coke and he needs guns. Or else you don't want to fucking be without either when you need them. You fucking want to go somewhere and go like this. Oh man, I forgot to bring my coke. What's the fucking <laughs> point of having it? How am I going to get more coke? I left it at home. And it doesn't look like, despite the fact you're saying he had a bunch of money... It fucking occurred to him of like, hey, I better get this fucking nose fixed, dude. Yeah, that's fucking true. Well, maybe he couldn't get it fixed because, I mean, if he did get it fixed, it was just going to collapse again because he's banging the shitload of rails. I got news for you. If I was like fucking still thinking that made sense, if I was in a bar and I saw this fucking guy walk in, yeah. I'd buddy up in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> I said, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up, dog? Let's get into this. Seems like you and I got a lot of talking to do. Come on, let's go. We got a lot to fucking discuss right now. Come on. Keep on time, boss. 
This uh, guy is a real fucking train wreck at this point. And the picture's horrifying. See, that's why, like, everybody loves that fucking Scarface movie. But they never even really, you know, his whole thing of doing coke was like an otherworldly. Yeah, especially toward, at the end. Before, yeah, where, where he, he just has the pile. Coat. Or he has the fucking, the, uh, the fucking metal straw with the two fucking, um, with the two fucking twos or banging two rails at a time. Um, so we put up the five. Hit the five thing. The five. The five. Welcome to the five. Where you tell us your top five. Five, four, three, two, one. It's five. How are they going to tell us? I'll update the drop. That doesn't make sense. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Zero Fez. Realistic drug scenes in movies is what we want to talk about today because you see a lot of drug scenes in movies. A lot of them are ridiculous. Yeah, they're totally insane. Uh, but let's get into five that we believe are realistic. If you want to call into this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Or uh, you can go over and add it to the iBang as a... Commenter. Um, right off the bat here, it's got to be, for me, Boogie Nights. The <laughs> bedroom scene. The bedroom scene where the two girls are wired mm -hmm. is the most believable scene uh, in a film for me. Where they're just going at, just, just, just basically having the fucking ridiculous conversation. And just banging rails. And yeah, and, and they can't fucking keep up with their own brains. Mm -hmm. It's just going fucking a mile a minute. Yeah, it's going a mile a minute. And then you see that there's somehow, there is that fucking double feeling of ecstasy and paranoia and terror. Scared. It definitely is just that scared feeling. Is so, so fucking. Let's play a little bit of this. I've stalled long enough. I was going to take a pottery class at everyone's Oh, oh, oh I want to do that. I want to talk more. I was thinking something. I was going to see about taking a GED. Do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. high school to graduate. Excuse me, I never got my diploma. I feel bad, you know, that... Uh, I think you were right about that. I think you were right. You should do it. You should do it, Roller Girl, because, because you know what? If you wanted to, you could do anything. I love you, Mom. I want you to be my mom, Amber. Are you my mom? Okay. Just, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you if you're my mom, okay? And, and you say yes, okay? The way you Are you my mom? Is, is it happen? It's good. It's going to be real now. Yes. Oh, my God. I don't want to do this anymore, honey. I can't. I just, let's have fun now. Let's just go and go and go. It's over. It's too many things. Too many things. Too many things. Too many things. Okay, let's go walk. I don't want to leave this room. Neither. <laughs> that is the fucking line. I don't want to leave this room. No fucking way. Do you want to leave the room or let a new party in? Interact with other people? No. No Just way. Us. Just us. Because we know how it's going to go down. We've been fucking hanging out this long. That is a uh, fucking uh, classic. Um, 
Here's uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the run of Fed Show. What do you got for a realistic scene in a movie? Hey, boys, how's it going? Yeah. Um, we got New Jack City. How about when they, when they take over the Carter and they got them Yeah, that's there. not realistic. Uh, it doesn't happen. It's almost it might cartoonish. be fun to watch and it's exciting to watch. And it was just on... <laughs> I just saw Leeds peek in. Oh, my Leeds God. Leeds needs to talk to you. Um... No, you can't do that because then you got this. You got double duty. Uh, yeah, that is kind of cartoonish. And the way the police, the, the guy could just use his gun in his own apartment and shoot a smiley face to show that. Mm -hmm. that, that that's I'm now. sorry, dude. We're in a fucking small room. And apparently <laughs> you just shot off nine bullets somehow from that gun. Um, we'll go on to uh, the perfect day scene from Train Spotting. Which is a heroin scene that is. Oh, let's just take a look at it. Proceed directly to the intravenous injection of hard drugs, please. As you wish, sir. As you wish. Danny Boyle directed this. Watch out quickly. And look at his face. His, fa his face is amazing during this. That is perfect shot. And then this. The Lou Reed starts and look how he sinks into the bed. That is fucking perfect to me. It's actually an OD uh, scene, but with this music playing, you know, like he's really happy to OD. You know what I mean? Like he, he's, he's loving this, and he's being dragged around. He's being pulled in every scene, but he doesn't, doesn't give a shit. This fucking song lets you know he's in the sophomore place. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. And then the scene where they bring him back, and. You see, I mean, he's at the brink of death, and he's brought back, and you just see the disappointment on his face. Yeah, it's that's it's fucking phenomenal. It's an awesome fucking movie. This scene, in particular, yeah. to me, man, is just the fucking shit. Um, staying with the heroin thing, we've got the uh, the fucking scene from Panic in Needle Park. Is up there too. Um, that scene of everybody just sitting around and fucking sharing a needle, and it's just the fucking seventies feeling of the whole thing. Everything this is fine. Nothing could possibly uh, go wrong. God, it become you know the fact that it's a a full time job now for all these people. Um. Here's Mark. Mark, you're on the run of Fest show. Hey, two eight eight two. Check in, Ronnie. Um. All right, buddy. Thank you. I uh, just wanted to say, John Travolta, when he's assembling his heroin needle and shooting up and then driving around in his car all spaced out, is probably one of the most accurate uh, heroin scenes I've seen. Well, just or the, 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 yeah, the weird thing about that is, like, 
how fucking relaxed and good he feels in that scene. I'm sorry, it makes you go, man, I want to do some heroin. Fuck it, it's um, great. Not the other scene where, you know, they're fucking shooting yeah. her up and bringing her back. There's a ridiculousness to that scene, but... Um, it's, uh, it's outstanding, that scene. That did not make our five, though. Um, Richard, you're on the run of Fez show. Morning, boys. Love the show. I just had a two-part uh, comment. The movie Rush uh, with Sam Elliott. And I had the song uh, Eric Clapton, uh, Tears from Heaven, as far as the drug scenes. And also, Greg Allman was in that. He was one of the badass uh, rock and roll piano players. Well, he still is. Um, but also, Greg Allman in that has that Southern dealer thing down. That's just so fucking cold scary. He's great in that movie. Um, but there's also uh, a great fucking scene with the, with the guy that I actually used to know him. He was a friend of mine. And he got this one fucking um, part in his life. And he makes them, but they're cops and they, they cop heroin from him. And he makes them shoot dope first. All right. And, um, she throws up and he's like yeah that's right <laughs> like it's a fucking positive thing like yeah now it's gonna hit you yeah feel that rush uh 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ Brian you're on the run of Fez show Brian we got you buddy hey what's up what's up boys how's it going good um locked up best scene they go to Vegas, they drop acid, and poor us in the hotel pulling all the chairs into the room. Uh, that was actually a really good mushroom scene. I was surprised. I was fucking pretty funny going to Circus of Lay or whatever. And trying to fucking battle off the fact that this thing is happening. It's really funny, but a huge part of drug scenes is acting like I'm not on drugs. Because most of the time you do try to... Act straight. Um, I mean, yeah, like maintain. You're just trying to keep it together. I'm not too fucked up. Right. I'm fucking, let's go more. Come on, because yeah. I, I can fucking handle it. And uh, the, uh, when you see the nine fucking scenes, they always make that mistake. Mike, you're on the run of Fed show. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I'm sorry. Basketball Diaries is a great movie. A, whole, a lot of it seems realistic, but that scene when they take the mystery pills and they're you know, trying to play basketball and just completely screwing up, and they don't realize that everyone else is seeing how bad they are. Like, they think they're keeping it together. That's an amazing scene. Um, Jim Carroll wrote this book, uh, which I read when I was a kid, and I just was fucking crazy about it. It got around to the movie, and the movie can never match it when you have a book that, that you love, you know, for fucking years and years. Uh, but it's not, it's not an awful... I liked it. Uh, movie. Did you ever read the book? I never read the book. It's a great Ken in New York. 70s, everything is fucked up. Junkies used to fucking just live everywhere. Yeah. They're just, you know, fucking lines outside the buildings, just squirming, squatting. Um, let's go over to uh, Rob. Rob, you're on the manifest show. Yeah, hey, how you doing, Ron? Good. Hey, listen, uh, traffic. In the beginning of the movie, there's a part where Michael Douglas's daughter and uh, this uh, uh, her boyfriend, Tofa they Grace. do uh, uh, free base, and then she a tear rolls down her, 
it's just, uh, it's kind of, I don't know, it makes my hair stand up watching that stuff. It's just like so real of like, it's your first high and it's just, it's kind of like mind blowing. Yeah, I'm not all that crazy about that film. I'll have to go watch it again. It just never rang for me. Uh, is HTG still in the eliminator pool? Did she get knocked I'm, out? I'm pretty sure she she is still in. As of uh, unless she had the Browns last night. No, she's still in. Shrekalov's still in. Liz sets fire still in. Shit. Kathleen from the Bronx still in. Why did I take the Steelers? No, I, no. Kathleen from the Bronx went out with oh, me. Good. She does everything I do, and she went out completely fast. Glad she's out. I don't want anyone to be in anymore. Good. Just end <laughs> this fucking nightmare. Please, the Steelers fucked me. Um, we had Ellen Burstyn stop in here, and I had to. I brought up to her that her acting. Uh, and Rec Room for a Dream, which to me was the whole movie. I don't know why they ever put the kids in it, because she was on fucking point. It just uh, every scene she was in, she fucking destroyed the fucking the actual scene. And all fucking dope sick is fucking awful, but something about speed dope sick is extra fucking bad, because there's there's no way to even get back to a good place. You know what I mean? Uh. I mean, at the very best, you're fucking speeding and fucking weird. You know, it's not like some other drug where you're like, oh, now I can relax. Just calm good. down. Huh? Let's play just a little bit of her. She's just so fucking frightening in this film. And this did happen to a lot of old people. Um, getting fucking diet pills. It's from the doctor. And it, it, it certainly, it eats your brain and it eats your guts, your teeth. Everything. It fucks you up everywhere. You're cramping, and then when you finally get your speed, you're just fucking acting like a nut in your own fucking place. Chewing the inside of your mouth out. I don't know how she didn't win this year. I just, no. She lost to fucking Julia Roberts or some shit. The, this is one of the, the great acting performances, period, ever. It'll fuck you up. It's so good. Like this is this is this is brilliant. Look at her with her jaw back and forth, grinding them down. Yeah, she's got the click. She's got the jaw click. Well, you're stuck with that for the rest of your life. Grinding down. And there's Shooter McGavin there. Yeah, Shooter McGavin is fucking part of her weirdness. Ugh. Almost fucking, almost impossible to deal with. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ron, how about uh, training day when you made him smoke some PCP-laced marijuana? Fuck, that was a really good scene, too, man. Ethan Hawke was in a world of terror because Denzel Washington was the most frightening man ever in fucking movies in that. He owned his fucking ass. A dope addict cop. Drunk. Basically has just fucking car blanche to do whatever he wants. It's Buying like warrants. He really was like a drug dealer thief with a just had a abnormal badge. He had his but crew. the badge came second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his, his crew had badges. And they would be just light them up motherfuckers. 
God, that was fucking weird shit. Um, let's go over to Chris. Chris, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Now, this ain't the best, but uh, Brad Pitt and uh, True Romance is a dirty guy on a dirty couch with no ambition. Beautiful. You know, and, and that <laughs> and that fucking thing has kind of gotten redone by a bunch of people, where it's the fucking pothead who honestly doesn't get off the fucking couch. And he's just the guy. And he's just fucking hopeless to think that he will pass along any information. <laughs> he just does nothing he's needed to do. It's fucking great. He had like what three lines the entire movie, but and stole it. It was great. Floyd. Don't be condescending to me, motherfucker. <laughs> you gotta send me. I'll fucking shoot you in the fucking. <laughs> just to fucking talking shit after the guy leaves. Just by himself, fucking taking it off his shitty homemade bong. Oh. Um, Tom, and you're on the run of fish show. Tom, once, twice. Hey, uh, how's it going, Ronnie? Hey, buddy. Um, what about the scene in uh, Sid and Nancy where they're dope sick on the train? Oh, man, Sid and Nancy. It's a weird thing because I'm not crazy about the movie, but Gary Oldman in that film is just unbelievable. He's the man. Unbelievable. Uh... When you're on the Run Fest show. When? We got you? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? Um, Permanent Midnight uh, movie has a bunch of good scenes in it, but the one when they're up in that, like, skyscraper and they're smoking coke and fucking jumping up against the window, Ben Stiller, and I think it's Eric Roberts or something, was just nutty. Uh, yeah, it's actually uh, strong. Ben Stiller... Is in that fucking scene, and it's really fucking strong in that in that film. Uh, Brian, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ron. I, I I still have a hard time watching Goodfellas for when Ray Liotta is picking up his brother at the hospital and and conning the doctor that he just had an accident and he wasn't completely fried. If he had been standing behind his his uh, furnace with a gun for eight hours, that would exactly describe my two years of coke use. It's really. Uh, a lot of times when I watch Goodfellas again, I just skip the last three. I'm just, once he's fucking wired like that, no, forget it. I don't want to fucking look at it. It's yeah, it's, it's rough. It's, um, and they, the Harry Nielsen song is playing, and he's so fucking paranoid. And he doesn't have enough time in his day to get everything done. He's got to move guns, you know, he's got to fucking mix coke, he's yeah. got to do dinner, he's got to pick up the kids. That's the fucking worst thing, like... It's not like it makes life easier. You just got more shit you got to do. Crazier shit. I can't fucking depend on anybody to be where they're supposed to be. Just like no one can depend on you. It's fucking constantly lying. You can climb a mountain. You can swim the sea. You can jump into the fire. But you never need free. You can shake shit. Uh, you know, McCarty writes something here that uh, eastbound and down coke scene. Um, that's fucking dead on. Yeah, in the, the back of the is, bar. Yeah, that's not fucking film. It's like uh, you know a TV show. 
But that was so fucking strong. Those guys got together in the back of that bar. I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to accuse anybody. <laughs> Maybe they're just terrific actors. <laughs> fucking hysterical. Talking about widespread and shit. Like, I got yeah. widespread fucking bootlegging. Yeah, I want to get into those guys, man. I really do. Like, you just fucking... <laughs> Fucking You're just love it. fucking grand as shit. Like, yeah, I really do. I've been wanting to fucking get into widespread for a while now. It's going to work out, man. I'm fucking guaranteeing we're going to do this shit. Don't worry. And that was the first episode of that fucking show. That fucking show, that first episode I watched like ten times. They released like the first like three minutes or something online on YouTube. And I was just like, oh my God, this is going to be. I didn't see it that way. And I don't know why I even turned it on because I didn't know who we he was then. I watched that fucking first episode at a DVR, and then I rewatched it. Like, how the fuck is this a show? Get up the next day. I'm gonna watch that shit again. I watched it all week until the second episode, and then I actually said stuff like, "I don't think I want to see the second episode," because this first episode was so great. It was fucking the perfect. Opening that maybe episode. I'm just gonna treat it like it's a movie. <laughs> I can't believe they're coming back for a fourth season. I feel like they should have just ended it. But whatever, I'm going to watch it. Do. I'm going to tell them what to do. I'm watching it. Uh, James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Rodney Pepper. Hey, I think we're missing a key one right here. Uh, I'm hard-pressed for a scene in uh, Clockwork Orange, man. You, you pick it. Yeah, the milk scene, I guess. But, you know, we're I guess we're going to believe milk. you if you fucking think there's some kind of new milk in the future. Mm. Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, one of the classics is Platoon, when Charlie Sheen finally gets brought in by the group, and they're down in the bunker, and Sergeant Elias racks the shotgun, makes him take a hit, and he says, the worm is definitely turned for you, my friend. Well, the fact that they're just playing Motown and shit, you know what I mean? Like, I was actually, like, when that scene, I was like, do more fucking, you know, find out if there's some other drugs you can do, dude. Come on, guys. You're in the shit. Everyone's just fucking dancing around, big sausage party. <laughs> well, they got nothing else. They damn were kind of fun. You know, until oh, the no. shit went down, you know. No. Stanley brings up uh, Bad Lieutenant. I actually thought that the first one was a little closer. Ollie brings up the doors, which of course is fucking ridiculous. Of running into Indians, naked Indians, and fucking take you around. Yeah, the, uh, the Bad Lieutenant one, when he's just going to that chick's apartment and just getting fucking, just getting a hot dose, a regular dose. Oh, Cletus writes, Julian Moore gives me a boner every time. It's so fucking sad. Because that scene is as sad as they could cut. He'll never be a blurb. This heads fire says, why didn't the ass to ass scene make it? Because that's the fucking thing that makes me hate those kind of movies. There's one thing that they do in movies is to show that uh, a nice girl has fallen as far as she can. She fucks a black guy. Every single time, like, look how disgusting her life has gotten. She's fucking a black guy. That's one of the reasons why I hate traffic. Keith David fucking caught some nice head of Jennifer Connelly. Uh, and I fucking saw that movie in Times Square with, like, a predominantly black audience. Yeah. And they still were offended that she fucked a black guy. 
This fucking woman yells out, and I'm not making this up. Congratulations. Now you a Coco. <laughs> Some? <laughs> they fucking... T- I'm not even kidding. They fucking yell through that whole movie. Fuck. Um, and one guy just never shut up. Like, the whole time he's like this. You love that, that glass dick, don't you? Sucking on it. You look like shit in a fu- And I'm like, okay. Everybody, we're trying to watch a movie. And then finally, towards the end of the movie, he fucking yells out, Oh shit, I'm missing Law and Order. And gets up and walks the fuck out with about 10 minutes left in the movie. And I actually, I said, I'm never watching a film in Times Square again. That- I can't do it. Just didn't stop. That sounds fucking nuts. At least him getting up kind of like put like a nice point on the end of the whole thing. It did. Everyone <laughs> fucking laughed and were like, oh, we're going to miss him. I did. I kind of missed him for the last 10 minutes. Um, here's Chris in New York. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys. Hey, you know, so I was uh, watching this the other day. Lenny, uh, the old movie there with Dustin Hoffman, and he just loses his mind. He's morphed out of no end trying to do a stand-up routine in the middle of it there. Yeah, and I, I did some reading about. It. I think he actually morphed out because he was uh, all method out. So I think he actually morphed up for that scene. I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't know how far those guys would go with it because a lot of times you wouldn't be good. You know what I mean? You can't be good. You'll fall off your shit. I mean, uh, there is a scene in Wall Street where you know Charlie Sheen is drunk. It's the scene where they're in the new apartment. And they're making sushi, and they're supposedly... And the dad you know, shows up? No, before, just it's just the two of them. Right. And they're, like, playing classical music, and he's drunk. He's drunk off his ass. And he's like this, da 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 You know, you just see, he's got no shit together doing this. And you're like, that's... That's weak sauce. He's not, you're not pulling it off. Keep it together. You're it's almost like you can't set. be drunk and play drunk. It's fucking too hard. Um... Here's uh, James. James, you're on the run of the show. Hey, hey, Ronnie, I got two more for you. How about uh, the, the peyote scenes in the doors, and then uh, yeah, how about I the cave about... scene in altered states? Yeah, well, I, oh, yeah. I think they both go over the top a little bit. That's just my <laughs> opinion. Uh, Kurt, you're on the run of the show. Uh, scene in Cedar Rapids when the uh, hotel prostitute has Ed Helms suck the glass dick. Just the look that hits his face when the drug sets in is classic. Yeah, and then five minutes later, he's not, you know, he does He's not even dealing with it. No. I just, I love the movie, but it's a comedy. It's not it realism. It's a real. comedy. Now, here's a comedy, kind of a dark comedy, that they pull off the acid scene. And the beauty of this is, we talked about it before, you're attempting not to fucking... Give in. You know what I mean? You're trying to maintain it. Yeah. You're trying to keep your head straight. Now, the fucking funny thing is they've got that weird sweat thing going on. Take the ticket. Busy here. Come on, take the ticket. Take it. Take the ticket. I need this, right? I'll remember your face. Well. There is no way of explaining the terror I felt. It's one of those times that it takes you half an hour to get in and out of a 7-Eleven, you know? Oh, dude, I, I My blood is too thick for Nevada. I've never been able to properly explain myself in this climate. 
Okay. Be quiet. Be calm. Yeah. Name? Frank? And press affiliation. Nothing else. They chopped the goddamn head off right there in the parking lot, and then they cut all kinds of holes in her and sucked out the blood. They wrapped the penal gland, I think. Yeah. No, how's your mama? Ignore this terrible drug. Everything is just becoming yeah. distorted. Pretend it's not happening. Higher! Uh, well? No, uh, Zook. On the list. Free lunch. On the wisdom. Total coverage. Uh -huh. I have my attorney. With me? And I realize that his name is not on that list. <laughs> but we must have that suite. Yes. We must have that suite. Look at her face. What's the score here? What's the score here? What's next? Your suite isn't ready yet. But someone was looking for you. <laughs> Oh, we haven't done anything yet. Move. I can't handle this. <laughs> this man suffers from a bad heart. But I have plenty of medicine. We'll be in the bar. This man suffers from a bad heart. It's a good save, Vinicio. <laughs> have you ever just seen the freak faces, though, like this? It's just... Yeah. Every face is disgusting. In college, I just fucking trip. Sometimes go to class and just like this would be funny. It wasn't funny at all. No. It was terrible. And I would be talking gibberish. I would raise, like talk, say something, and it's like, dude, you're talking gibberish. You know what the fuck you're just, You could just see every little hair on a person's face. Because you're so fucking focused Ugh. on whatever you're doing. That it just blows away the focus. It's just like, what? This guy looks crazy and he's talking crazy. Because your only thing going through your head is no one can know I'm fucking fucked up right now. Then you think, why do people go to school? What am I doing here? What are we going to do when we die? And the whole oh, fucking Jesus. thing. <laughs> Fuck. It just starts to really go sideways. Really, no, you shouldn't be around I sober people if you fucking really want to have a decent trip. Because you just can go all so bad. All around us. Mm. Where are some golf shoes? Otherwise, we'll never get out of this place alive. <laughs> Put on some golf shoes. No footing at all. We're somehow around Barstow when the drugs started to take hold. Ah. Anyway, that's up on the iBank today if you want to add to it. It's the five kind of realistic drug scenes in movies. I love them. The five. It's up on the iBank. Uh, we're going to break here. Uh, back. Well, first, before that, I do want to uh, promote the fact that this is your last day to get in on the Unmasked. Uh, this is one that Hicks is pretty excited about. Oh, very excited. It's with director Paul Feig. That's happening Sunday, October 7th at 11 a.m. You need to be at the Sirius Studios by 10.30 a.m. Go to the iBang.com. That will tell you how to get tickets. This is the last day to get them. And I believe I'm going to make a thing that we put this scene in this movie. I'm just going to say, let's do this. All right? All right. And I also want to get you, Hicks, and Bridesmaids uh, too. 
as the boyfriend. All right, cool. You'll be playing somebody's boyfriend. <laughs> I'll be like the shitty boyfriend. No. Oh. You're going to be the nice guy that she doesn't get until the end of the show. Oh, all right, cool. I'll take it. Like, what up? Uh, we'll be back uh, with Charles Manson versus Marilyn Manson. It's time to settle this. It's the Ron and Fez show. More Ron and Fez coming up uh-huh. on the Open Anthony channel. Ron and Fez. Got soul, Ron. Yeah. Something lacking sometimes. Of course, that Frank Ocean's got some soul. Oh, he does. He's he's an up and comer. He's a youngster. There's something odd going on with him. Do you like that one anymore, Fuss? It's it sounds nice, but I mean it's nothing any different than other music to me. Um, Andrea wrote in and said, if you feel that way, how come you picked Hey Ya as your favorite song of the 2000s and then didn't feel it at all today? Oh, shit. Or was that just an agreeable day? That was probably just an agreeable day thinking of a song that... Probably, or just yeah. somebody else say it. And we need to get, you know, I gotta... When are you seeing your shrink again? Uh, Monday. I want you to tie a bomb to your chest so we run huh? in and blow them up. And just while you're screaming, I want to yell, death to tyrants, and then this is what you've already done to Ron's life. And let him feel it that way. Uh, Hicks has got a, an interesting booking for us later. Michael Shannon, who 
is such an intense actor. He's I love his work. He's really a, a wonderful actor. Well, we love him on uh, Boardwalk Empire. Um, what was that fucking crazy movie where he felt the apocalypse coming? Take Shelter. Which wow. I saw that maybe like you know, six months ago or something. It came out at the end of last year. That shit blew me away. This film is something you have to watch. It where, is awesome where were you it. at the end of it? Real or not real? Real. See. That's the beauty of that movie. <laughs> you go either way. It's great. Yeah. It's fucking, it's real mind fuck. Ugh. But anyway, he doesn't want to talk about those <laughs> roles. He does, he's not here to talk about acting. He wants to come in with his band and play. Now, this is one of the strange things about SiriusXM. If you worked in terrestrial radio and a movie and TV star said, I just want to come in and focus on music, the PD would say, no, you can't. But we're in a thing where we're like, let's let's roll with it, man. Let's do it. Let's hear your music. Come on, let's do it. He's got a band called uh, Corporal, which apparently they're doing a gig. Is it this weekend? This Sunday at uh, Poisson Rouge here in New York City. That's so weird because that place has actually sent some stuff to the iBang before. <laughs> they great. have. They've they've they send this stuff every once in a while to tell us what's going on there. And they're located at 158 Bleecker Street, and uh, the band goes on at 10.30 this Sunday night at uh, Poussin Rouge. Mm. Tell Leeds I've thought it over, and yes. Okay. Oh. The answer is yes. Uh, but tell him, to please, don't forget Ricky Lee Jones, too. So I know she's got a new album coming out that's Earl's doing backflips about. It's all covers. Wow. But uh, tonight we will, I mean, today uh, we'll have Corporal on and uh, we're going to play live music, which is one of my favorite things to do on a Friday. Just play some live music. It's fucking rock. Let's yeah. rock out. With Michael Shannon. Uh, fish <laughs> bullet, right? Yeah, it's fishbowl time. They'll plug it in. Well, that'll sound very good. Hell yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I also, I'm a big fan of people who do a lot of different stuff. I know a lot of people act like, oh, no, just focus on your one thing. I hate when actors sing. I hate when singers act. There's a lot of great fucking uh, singers who um, act. Doyle in Sling Blade is one of my favorite fucking characters ever. Amazing. Just awesome fucking role. And musician. Um, yeah, he's a great musician. Uh, so, okay, cool. Michael Shannon, a little later on in the show today. Uh, you're going to try to get a hold of uh, a very desperate Polo for us. Polo, I actually called me three times last week when we were on vacation. He and I had a nice talk, and he is not feeling well. Uh, hey, Paul, you like some movie. Yeah, Paul, you like some movie. How are you? Paul, forget me. What's yeah. going on in Paul's world? All right. I, you know, I don't know how to express it because to a certain extent, you know, people always over the years have always expected a lot of craziness from me. And, you know, I've been through a lot. I've been up and down. And, and right now I just just feel like I'm going to die. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not suicidal. I don't want to get that whole thing going. I mean, I, I want to survive. I, I, I could Paul, I'm having other people contact me and tell me they're afraid that you're suicidal. Yeah, I, I understand, because there are, a lot of people I talk to have had that uh, in their lives. They've had people who were, who were suicidal. 
And so they get that vibe from me. But I really don't try and throw that off. I, I'm really not trying to think. You just think that you're going to die. No, I think I think I'm I'm under too much financial pressure. The the marriage is I'm moving out today. I mean, she literally freaks out every time we have a discussion, uh, and just starts crying because I I don't know, and I can't get to the bottom of of everything. It's just a lot of little things that added up, and and basically she had a breakdown. So she, so I have to leave. And she's blaming the breakdown on you. Yeah, I mean, and I'm willing to take the blame, but it, it's not leading anywhere. It, I, I've tried it, every attempt at reconciliation only makes things worse. All right, so that's what's got you upset. Where are you moving to? Well, right now I'm just going to get one of them extended place, uh, extended stay places. Uh huh. You know, uh, and just chill out for a month and trying to decide, you know, what the future is. Can I tell you what you do well with? <laughs> what a new chick. I understand. When you I, get a new check, you feel better. It's true. But, I mean, you got to understand, I'm in a different place, a lot of, you know, financially and, Paul, and emo- emotionally. I'm you're Florida. in Florida. Widows. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I really, you, you told me this, and I, I understand the thinking, and that would help. It definitely would help. This is what I told Paulo when he was... Tell me that he couldn't fucking live. I'm like, you're down there in Florida. There's a lot of widows, a lot of going on. Here's what Paulo's got going for him. He will lick that pussy. He will eat that asshole. And he will bring that fucking cock. That's what they need. And he, you're an everyday motherfucker, Paul. Yeah, I, That I, is a I, talent and, and, that you have. <laughs> yes, but So you fine. find one of them lonely bitches and you turn her the fuck inside out. All right, turn her have, inside out. Beat that I shit have. up. I have a I have a date on Sunday, but does I'm she not... have money? Yeah. Okay. So let's so... fucking You're put our way. focus there. Why so sad? Let's what? put our focus. No, I already know this is not going to work. Good. I already... just, it's a numbers game, Polo. With yeah. every one of them, just be like, uh, "This has never happened to me before," but I feel like I should move in with you. <laughs> See, we already had this discussion. You know, she says, "You're not moving in with me." <laughs> right. The next. <laughs> The next one. Do you use this as practice time. You're getting one. your fucking swing back. Mm-hmm. In any case, I really am having money problems, so that's what's really depressing me. If I won that fucking Powerball, I would be on. He- on I'd be. In There's always heaven. another Powerball, my friend. Always another one. Wednesdays and Saturdays, you get your Powerball on. You I gotta be in to win it. I do, and it just went down. Somebody just won it. I didn't even. Hey, check somebody won. Say that's the beauty of it. Perfect. I didn't even check the tickets. <laughs> Maybe it's I always me. yell I bingo when the fucking balls are dropping. I just yell bingo. Yeah. Well, in any case, I don't know. It's not going to be easy for me to talk to you guys. Uh, in, I'm going to try and call in when I can, when I have a phone available. Well, you haven't really called steady in years. We, we accept you as you are. We've known you for... It, it has nothing to do with anything other than, you know, I, the, the weight on my shoulder, and, and I love you guys, and I'll talk as much as you want. It's just that now I'm going to have access to a phone problem, so that I'll have to Don't worry with. about it. Yeah, all right. But in any case, I... I Can I, I just come of... up with an idea here? Mm-hmm. Road trip, stay with Fez Watley for a while. Get was... your fucking New York groove back on. But you see, here's the thing. I, I really have been very concerned about Fez, and yet he's angry with me. I mean, we went That's why I think you guys need to shack up together for a while and get to know each other 
Like you used to know each other when you used to sing I, fucking show tunes when I mean, you were driving around on road trips. I, I I love Fez. I think he's a terrific person, and I know he's you know he's got issues, and I and I'm a good person to help with that. I always I'm always wanting. Right, let's to help. play this fucking game right now. Whose life you think is in more dire straits, Paulo or Fez's? <laughs> Paulo, are you on any pills? I uh, I was told by her one of the conditions you know about an eventual reconciliation was for adult ADD. She says I I need adult ADD pills. You Paul, need, but then just tell her that you're eating them. Paula's got yeah. a date. Um, Paula's in better shape. <laughs> wow, that quickly, huh? Didn't even take you any time. Who do you think is in better shape, Fess? I'm in better shape. Now, yeah, you just man. got out of the nut hut, and you haven't talked since you got back on the air. Yeah, but I don't have a divorce lingering over me, and... That at least means that he was in the game. And, a, and, a, and I have a place to live. He's got right. a place to live. Right. I'm Just with Fez. Fucking care. I, I think Fez has the building blocks for a wonderful, fulfilling, happy life. He has all the foundation, and he has the blocks... And he has the roof. He just needs to fill it with furniture. He needs to make it more whole and complete. I, I think he has a wonderful life. He just, See, he just needs to realize it. Here's fucking Fez. I think he's waiting for his next life. Because he feels like he's being put in the game in the seventh inning. <laughs> Am I right about that, Fez? Yeah, yeah. And then you're yelling, but wait, I can't find my glove. And no one taught me how to catch. So he doesn't want to go in. I remember well, when I was literally coached when you, some of those kids that you put in at the end of the game, a lot of them didn't want to go in. And they would tell me that they sprained their fucking leg uh, standing on the fu- uh, in the dugout. And I'd be like, hey, dude, you know, you're going in the fucking game? Come I'm, on. I'm, I'm going to be very serious, though. If Fez wants me to be his manservant, I, can, I would consider it. Absolutely. Do you need a full-time manservant? No, I do not need a full-time manservant. Mr. French? Do you want him to come stay with you? He could come stay with me for a while if he would like to. Give us the terms of a while. I would say he could stay with me for a week. Come on. Seriously. A week is plenty. You're making him. He's at his fucking end of his thing. Give him an actual number. Two weeks. You know, I, I'll take I'll take a week, I'll take two weeks, whatever. I just like, you know, I'd like a little bonding time. I'd like a little chance. The to... other thing that would be great mm-hmm. is let's do it around Thanksgiving. That way when you go home for Thanksgiving, you got somebody with your cat, somebody to watch over your apartment. Yeah, you know what I mean? Much better for the cat. We know what he does to homes. He destroys what? them. You're turning everything well, into a negative again, I'm, dude. I'm Back not in the day. doing that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm stopping destroying homes. No more destroying homes. I have no idea what I would walk back to. <laughs> Why are you being negative? What's the most positive thing you could say here? That if Paula wants to come stay with me while I'm there supervising, okay. he can do that for two weeks. Let's take it to three so everybody feels comfortable. If that's the compromise, three weeks, Paulo. Oh, a month. Oh, well, I mean, it's a Hold beautiful... on, Hicks came up with something. That's that's even. We'll, we'll do that deal right now. It's an even number. One month. A one-month deal. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. No more compromise. One well, month, Polo. Can, can we do this? Yes. Can we do this? Can we do a week and then get a credit for another month? Oh. Yes. Yeah. All right, like a trial, right? Yes. Like a trial thing. If he only stays a week, then you owe him a month. Would that be it? And then we're done. 
And that's or, it. Yeah. You know, but there'd be additional trials. Right. No, there would be one trial a week. No, well, I'm just saying, if it, if it works out for the week, then I yes. get one. And if that month works out, and I'm and I'm and then it's own. extended care. I'm not rent to own. Well, right. Fez will always have the fucking ability to say, "Please stay extra, Paul." It's like a rent center. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a, it's his. It's obviously his option. It's it's his, his option to exercise. Perfect. All right. When can you be here? Uh, I'm going to take a few weeks, uh, at least a month, to get myself together. Uh, but but I, I definitely am taking this seriously. So is Fez. It's on now. Oh, trust me. So am I. You loving it, Fez? You love that? You finally made that friend. That's what we were talking about Perfect. yesterday. You're making friends. Roommates, really. Now, what I would do is take that sour look off your face. And That's going to be difficult. Replace it with a smile. Why are you being angry? It's something to look forward to. Because it's Paul O, and I have dealt with him before. I've been Fez. on road trips with you him. Fez. have no idea. How many years ago? Uh, 15, 20 years ago. Damn. People change. Paul O's I am so humbled, Fez. I am humbled. I am, I am like a broken man. I'm just a shell of a man. I really, really am. And I, you, you know, I would, I would lower my head as I walk around. That's basically what I'm doing now. Oh, just, that's sweet. That's fucking sweet. Respectful. It gives you a chance to have someone to blow. It fucking gives you all kinds of Practicing. options that you haven't had before. Practice on that dick. And I'll be honest with you. After three marriages, you know, maybe it's time to change teams. I don't even know. You know, I'm thinking. You know what? Long. Bring a visitor's jersey just in case. <laughs> I understand. The problem so, right now, Fez is a free agent. He's not on a team. I understand. I Pick understand. him up off waivers. <laughs> <laughs> but... But I, I'm taking it very seriously. And you know what? I mean, I've known you guys for so long. And it's been, you know, it's been, you know, I mean, I've always had my role. And, and, and in the last few years, I've been trying to live a real oh. life. And, and my role oh. has kind of become very muddled and crazy. And, and unfortunately, my life has become muddled and crazy. I'm well, let's sorry. face it. You're the only guy that's ever been able to do movie reviews and <laughs> be steady with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's. That is my love, and, I, and but that needless. Armin White oh, is uh, unfortunately far too negative to the masses, and then right. you've got um, well, I forget the other guy's name. Jibby. Yeah, G baby, and if the fucking studio gives him a bobblehead, he'll fucking give him four stars. <laughs> so, Paulo is the guy that's always brought integrity to the show. Well, I mean, I, I'm sorry. It could be that I'm an asshole. That's why I bring integrity, because, you know, to a certain degree... Hey, it's I'm, worth it. I'm not going to... I'm going to say what I fucking feel like. And, yeah, nobody's well, giving me any fucking money. Maybe I, maybe I would be That's a, the beautiful a, thing. Know. When you're here, we can get you in to see a bunch of the screen oh, room stuff. Hell yeah. You're going to be rubbing elbows with some of the national critics. Yeah. And where you should have been all these years, Paul. Yeah, I, I understand. And, you know, like I said, I, I, I went on a few junkets, and, man, these guys are whores on they these are. junkets. It's ridiculous. I mean, they get treated like ridiculous. First-class hotel room, you know, or per diems, food everywhere, uh, you know, and then, of course, sitting and chatting with the stars. I've done it like six or seven times, and it was fabulous. I loved it. Um, all right, so we've got a deal here. All right. Extended gonna, stay with Fez. I'm going to try and get a chick and all of that, but you know, I just keep in mind. I, I don't care what anybody says. I have this this feeling of you know impending doom. So I'm gonna I'm gonna 
plow ahead. I think I got two good years, though. That's what I'm hoping. All right, so look at that. Even if he moves in with you full-time, Fez, the most it's going to be is two years. It's not yeah. too shabby. I'll tell He's going to have to sign a lease, then. I, I will tell you this, and I'm not fucking around with you, Fez. you got to do something to start living. Because this last thing that you said, that was a passive-aggressive bit to me and Rob. You know what I mean? Nothing has changed during that time. And you know, the deal was you weren't going to come back until you were ready. And you came back exactly the same as you went before. This gives you a chance of round-the-clock care and somebody who's a go-getter, somebody who's going to get you moving. He's a hustler. Getting some things done. You know, there was a great show from the 60s, and I know Fez knows this show. And I think he would, you know, he could benefit by rewatching it. And that was that girl. You know, she always went out and had that hot, you know, that great attitude. Da, da. So I'd go to it, and she'd go to the automat and make ketchup soup and be happy. It, you know, that's, Fez needs to go out and live life like right. that. Um, Liz Ted's fire said maybe Polo should pull a, a looper and go back in time and kill himself. <laughs> I feel true. like she just ruined the movie for me. Now, you know, don't listen to people because this is a time travel movie and it's by a great director, Rian Johnson, who did a, a movie with uh, w Brick with Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, a number of years ago that was excellent. And, uh, you know, so uh, this is a, a, a young filmmaker who shows a lot of promise and has really, really did a great job this time. I want to see it. Um, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Well, you know, I'm listening very carefully to everything Paul's saying and just kind of putting the pieces together. And it sounds to me like what's going to happen is he's going to move over there and he's going to kill himself in Fez's apartment. <laughs> uh, no, I think, I, I mean, I'll be very... That's what you want to have happen, don't you? You want to totally destroy Fez. No, no. No, if, if I... If I can manage to get myself up to New York and spend a week with Fez. I will. It'll allow me to get out. Get out. Fez, of will you pay to get him there? All right. Here's an idea that Holly in Seattle came up with. Paulo should hook up with Fez's mom next, so she could beat some sense into him, and then he'd have Corky. Yeah. Yeah. I That's mean, your would you be willing to introduce your mom to Paul? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind that. If you guys yeah. want to get together for a lunch. Yeah, that'd be good. That's now, my mother never watches movies. I don't know if... I can't name a movie she's seen. That doesn't have to do... Paul doesn't... You might not have a lot in common with her. Fez, I Paul like doesn't need things. to get along with his chick. He yeah, never I like, has. I like food, I like sex, and I like movies. So it's, as long as it's one thing. Yeah, any of that's good. Yeah. Um, here's uh, Garth. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Uh, kind of adding on to Mike's point, uh, but even worse is that Paulo gets... Fez so depressed that they both kill themselves with double murder suicide. Can you yeah, imagine I'm, the show be the next say, day? That'd be sick. Killer. Killer. I gotta say, I am a giver. And I will be there to give to Fez and, and try and, you know, make him feel better and feel good and, and you know, enjoy life. and out. That's what I'm hoping for. All right, this is a done deal. Um, and it works out for everybody. Paulo gets a free place to live and eat and just leave all of his stuff and Fez gets to join into life itself. Right. And I and I and you know, Fez knows me. So he knows, yeah, okay, he knows I would love you. And, you just have to promise not to kill yourself cuz I'll lose my security deposit. Yes, I will not. 
that. The mess that would be, that would have to be cleaned How up. How much is your security box? Depends on goes A month's rent. Are you still on, on uh, that island with the, with the water towers and the... The spooks and the scary... Darkwater Island. Hey, what the fucking fuck? racist. What the fuck? Don't fucking start your Jesus. racist bullshit. This ain't this Florida. This ain't Florida, goddammit. <laughs> this ain't a fucking red state. What the... He's not All gonna right? fit in. No one's fucking driving around here with a bunch of Mitt Romney hats on. bag. Where's your Confederate I, flag? It was a scary place. And, you know, at the water tower, you know, you could drown in there very easily. Yeah. Yeah, no biggie. The yeah, fucking good. fact of the matter is... Everybody fucking wins here. Everybody yeah. wins. I'm hoping. You sound better than when you uh, called. Hold on. Here's Rob wants to make an offer to you. Go ahead, Rob. Hello. Yeah. Listen, this is Ethan Rob. Uh, I'm going to make uh, an offer to you. I think I offered it to you last year to uh, come to the Hamptons International Film Festival. Oh, yeah. I talked to get him. back. Way to get back on track. I can get you into all the premieres. It's in two weeks. You'll be living with Fez. You commute out to the city. I'll hook you up. Let's give it I, a go. We have emailed back and forth over the years, and this is—he's a terrific guy, and he's—he's uh, he's always giving me this offer. And I, and I, you know, I mean, actually, I have life. a friend who's got a documentary playing with that too. So it'll be fucking cool for you, Paul. I mean, I but can... yeah, he's a great guy. I, I don't Paul. know if I can make it in two weeks though. Seriously. Done. Come on. All right, the offer's <laughs> out there, Paul. Start hitchhiking I, now. I understand. Thank you. Uh, Eric, you're in Fez. Hey, Paul, are you trying to commit suicide by futon? By what? You'll be sleeping with Fez. <laughs> like the Three Stooges. I'm not saying it's sexual, but the Three Stooges would sleep together in all their clothes. It's practical. All right, Paul, you yeah. sound great. You're Thank back you. on your feet. Things are moving. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I'm definitely going to be uh, trying to plan for this. This is a, this is a, a nice little thought, and I, and I definitely take it seriously. So Good. Thanks. I'm glad to hear it. All right. All right. Ron Bennington, Radio Hero. I feel like I just saved a life. You definitely did. He was sending me weird texts and emails. He's got a date next week. Here's the thing that you try to tell people. Get out of your own head. Get some interest. Look over at the Filtered Excellence. Let's see what would be good for Fez. New album by Ricky Lee Jones. Uh, you don't like music. No. Uh, Looper is out. Uh, there's a Prince's Bride reunion in New York City. They're going to play the thing, and then all the stars are showing up. That and if I asked fun. anybody a question, it would be Wally Shawn. Why did you play that game? <laughs> Doctober in Nashville. Oh, there's a new Neil Young book. And National Museum Day on Saturday, Fez. You can go to over 1,400 museums. Got some culture. When's Beautiful. the last time, not with a niece, but you yourself just went into a museum? That was 2007. What did you do? go say? I went to, oh, uh, um, I can't remember which museum it was. It was uh, one of the ones on Museum Row, and one of the art gallery ones. Uh, it wasn't the Museum of Modern Art. The Metropolitan Museum. Okay. Giant, beautiful museum. What did you see? Uh, there was... I remember seeing a giant... Uh, there was a lot of, like... Um, I think they're called nude frescoes. I saw a giant crucifixion. Mm. 
Uh, We're talking to a baby, like when the baby doesn't know exactly what they saw. But the truth bombs are there. You're coming in truthful. You didn't use it as a chance to go off and create anything on your own. You saw a nude fresco. Uh, By the way, Scream is going to be right around the corner. Oh, fuck. Yeah, they're bringing in the Momo. Uh, So why not get yourself out, do some things that you've never done before? Here's something that you haven't done in a long time. Would you be willing to try it? Sure. The show. Come do the show. It's fun. Come on the air with me. Get some conversation going. Uh, today, you might want to stop by. We'll have Michael Shannon later on the show, and he's going to be playing your favorite thing, music. It's McKellen with his band, Corporal. Corporal, what do we've got to give away? What are we going to have Michael Shannon sign for us? We got anything? Um, we don't have anything because his uh, CD isn't out yet. It's only online. Okay, well, he's also an actor. Well, let's find another prize because I'm looking at the band's Twitter thing and there's only like 30 followers. So you guys will be able to crush. And if you sign up, you'll be able to talk to Michael Shannon all the time. Oh, yeah. It's gotten weird where you can just talk to celebrities in this world. You have a direct fucking line because they're writing these things themselves. And like, oh shit, oh, what does this guy want? All right, I'll tweet at him. Sounds fun. I wouldn't even mind doing a filtered excellence challenge where Fez has to pick something every week and do. Would you like that, Fez? Yeah, yes. What would you pick? The Neil Young book? Museum Day on Saturday. It's free admission. You can go to Nashville for a documentary film, the Ricky Lee Jones album, Princess Bride Reunion, and Princess Looper. Bride, Princess Bride, Princess Bride. Um, I'm thinking Princess Bride Reunion. All right. Guess who's watching movies again? Fez Watley. Uh-oh. We knew it. Got it. We got, got him. We got him. Got him. Did it. That means that Batman won. <laughs> Chris Nolan won, too. Chris Nolan did win. He's now the master of all. Uh, Tim, you're on the run of Fez show. We got dates. We got locations. We got exact names. This is a truth bomb. This is a truth carpet bomb. That's what we love to do here. You know you're getting the full truth. There's no creativity added to it. It's a firebomb. It's napalm. Shit's just burning. Uh, Chuck Klosterman has done a fantasy football article Hicks, that you gave some real interest to. Uh, yeah, he, he begins it with basically profiling Chris Johnson, who was the number one pick a couple of years ago at running back for anyone playing fantasy football. He went right. in the first round. He was guaranteed. Uh, he was Mikey Boy got a lot of fuck. And in our league, Mikey Boy had him, and it was deadly. Destructive. It, it destructive. He, he ran for like 2,000 yards yeah. a couple years ago. In one game. 2,000 yards in one game. So last year he holds out for a fat contract, doesn't mm-hmm. do so well next season. Now this season he's just shaking the bed. So Klossman looks at it and says, these players that we're fucking drafting on our team, onto our fantasy teams, are just to make us feel better and that we're de- starting to maybe even devalue what these players are. And he goes on to say, there was a time when I watched football in order to not think about my day-to-day life, but fantasy sports slowly changed that. In fact, my infinity for fantasy only makes it worse. I turn to players I draft into parts of my life. I wonder if this is more problematic than I want to accept. Do I have a right to get angry at Chris Johnson? Does anyone? 
The fact that Johnson is killing fantasy owners should not factor into his legacy, but it will. I mean, this guy, Chris Johnson, is getting killed on fucking fantasy podcasts, fantasy boards, whatever. Yeah. He's getting murdered. Like, drop fantasy, uh, drop Chris Johnson. He's a fucking joke. He Who sucks. has him in our league? I, what's it, it might be, I think he's on somebody riding a bench right now. Chris Johnson riding pine. Apparently, he just signed a big contract, too, so people are really mad at him for that. Yeah, so he's, he's they're even more pissed But a lot of times, you don't know when a guy is hurt. And again, they're going to turn everything against Chris Johnson now that they've figured him out. So that defense is going to be thinking about Chris Johnson all week. That's yeah. why C.J. Spiller did so good, because nobody was ready for him. He's, and he, he fucking lit it up. Uh, Reggie Bush was doing good when people thought he wasn't good. Yeah, he was. He, nobody was not even drill radar before the season. No. And he was like, you know, him. it was him and Spiller. Yeah. And then last week, fucking he was on the radar, and they went after him <laughs> and knocked him out. And they don't even know if he's going to play this week. And they're saying starting, but you know, it's iffy. I will tell you this. Worse than my own players blowing, I hate to give anybody any advice now. If someone says, who should I play? I feel more guilty when I tell them who to play and who to sit. I, um... I I can't take advice because I feel like I'm just gonna I because I because then I will be pissed and blame that person who gave me the advice. Like why the fuck did I listen to that guy? <clears throat> so now it's just like I gotta be in my own head and just make my own fucking decisions and just live with it. Well, it's like trying to give advice on a coin toss. You just said coin toss. Oh, I meant coin toss. But you say that, then why are we so rough on coaches and general managers? Why are we yelling that these people need to be fired? Because when we're put into their positions. Of making the choices of who's going to have a good week, <laughs> we're powerless. So why do we? Why are we so rough? When I was like, "Fuck Mike Shanahan." Yeah, I'd say it all the time. I'm and an basically asshole. we're saying the same thing. When he had a quarterback, he was fucking great. Now he goes do shit. <laughs> I mean, or, or why do we build the 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 coaches up? Because what you're saying, Fez, is is basically luck. It's fucking luck on because how these guys do. It's because they make us feel stupid. If someone has a good game, if a team has a good game, we think we have it all figured out. Yeah, I got that, but the fucking truth is we don't. That's what I'm trying to tell you about the game itself. You don't have it all figured out. The people who get paid to sit in those fucking rooms and scream about what should happen with the Eagles, they don't fucking know. Everybody on ESPN... Doesn't know. The CBS pregame show doesn't know that the fucking parody is is there so anyone could win at any time. If you, you shouldn't bet on this sport any more no. than you would just play roulette and bet red. Uh, even if you look back at their locks or whatever their picks for any given week, every journalist, every fucking analyst, is it's their majority of the time wrong. All right, I will ask you this. Why do you play fantasy football? Oh, because it's fun and I really enjoy. But you're just gambling. saying how much you hate. I know. So I know. it's the game. But, but when I win, it's yeah. a, it's a fucking high. And when everything's rolling and fucking when I get these guys are putting up points. I've played with you for years. You never have gotten there. I know. You I, never couple, have rolled. A couple of weeks I'll get, and that, that's sadly what fucking makes. I've it. never heard anyone in our league ever say. Oh, shit, I'm playing Chris Stanley. No. It's never existed in years. Fez, why do you play? I play because I like to be included with everyone else. <laughs> and <laughs> and well, what also, do you mean by that? I like to be included with everyone else. It's it's like a, I like the group activity part of it. 
And it is fun when you've put together like when you've put together is like it, a correct combination. Is it fun when you tell people you're going to give them trades and then don't do it? Is that part of your fun? Is it part of your fun when you make announcements on the air that those two players are going to go to Ronnie B and then never once? Fucking fantasy football fills my week with hope because I look at Mikey Boy and I'm down 30 points, right? In the projections. Yeah. But I look and I'm saying, all right, I got a couple of Saints starting. He's got Breeze. If Breeze fucking just throws these guys, my points fucking be fine there. I'm good there. And go player by player. All week, I'm looking at the thing. Projections, fucking waiver wires, filling me with hope. Only to be destroyed on Sunday. But I get six days of potential fucking happiness. I will tell you this. I have never had the thing of I'm not supposed to win by 40 points and then I win. But many times I've had the I'm supposed to win by 40 and don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. These now, are what, the only thing I care about this year is I have the best defense in the league. No one has less points scored against them than yeah, I do. That's huge. And I'm going to hold Kathleen from the Bronx under 100. I feel it. I'm going to keep my defense going. And win or lose, I don't give a shit. I just got to keep her under 100. That's going to be sick. Now, I always think if you get 100, you should win, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love to keep people under 100. In this, in this scoring system, yeah. 100 points means you're fucking, your shit's blowing up. Have you ever up. gone three weeks and kept people under 100? No, people are going on 125 against you. Yeah. They're doing 170. I'm getting murdered. It's it's not even my fucking fault. It's just their guys are just so goddamn fucking, everyone's blowing up on me. Do what I do and concentrate on defense. By the way, I Travis the sent us in. Yeah. Vera Formiga and down to the bone when she's scrambling around the house before Halloween. She can't find anything, and she cuts a straw open with a straight razor. Totally depressing and 100% accurate. Vera Farmiga is so fucking good in that movie. She's great. It's great when she came in. I adore her. I adore that woman. She's fantastic. She crushed poor George Clooney's heart in that movie. Up in the well, air. he fucking acted like a... <laughs> I can't think of that. What word are we going to re redo now? I don't know. That word was fucking accurate. And it was perfect. I mean, it was... It was. What word would be good to use when a man acts less than masculine without pissing you off as? He's uh, uh, being emasculating. I don't have time to say that much. You I mean, know what I mean? Maybe like a slang type word. Yeah. Something I could throw out there. One syllable. Maybe something, two. Yeah, something that... Fucking that gives us the same pleasure as the other F word. Uh, that's going to be difficult. Uh, why, not just, back... why not just use uh, whatever party played in that or call it a Clooney? No, because he's not. No, that's not him. Man. He was just acting was like just one. A role, you know? That's the thing. The thing to, to call it was we had the perfect thing for a Clooney, you know? And now, but you get your fucking feelings hurt so fast. It should be your job to come up with it. Drew, you're on the run of face show. Mr. Ronnie Selfless B, how are you? Good, sir. What I ha heard happen today was beautiful. You hear people all the time, kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. You saved two lives today with one stone, and I want to thank you for that. Well, this is the thing. I'm sure I'm kind of a hero in the shadows, a silent hero, but I do feel like, and I hope people don't take this too strongly, but I think I'm the person that keeps humanity moving along. <sighs> Almost that's, like a guardian angel. That's a gigantic role. And I took these two fucking losers today, and I believe turned them into a couple of winners. 
You can purse your lips all you want, Fez. You can you can bite into a lemon and stare at me. But I honestly believe that maybe I saved two lives today. That's that's hero shit. That's hero. Call shit. what you want. I'm no, not, that's wrong. That's wrong. You know what? It. If you give me a medal, I'm not going to accept it. And even if I accept it, I'm not going to wear it around in my jacket. Look, I'm going hero, to. To me, hero is just a sandwich. That's all I'm saying. It, no, it's, and to me, it's something totally different. Look, yeah. I don't have to be a hero. I just have to be better than other people. That's all I really want. I want to look down on them yeah. from an Olympic perch. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get a medal made then. I want this be able to see everybody's bald spots. So let's go to like a. Uh, Charlie Manson sent a note to Marilyn Manson, and I believe some of it was a threat for money. What took him so long? Maybe yeah. I hadn't heard about him. Now, did you see up on the iBank the postcard, right? Yeah. And I've told you about this before. When someone writes from jail. They use every bit of space that they possibly have. You never get a quick note from jail. There's no thanks, man. Appreciate it. That shit is cramped. It is. I hope he writes back. And don't you think that Charlie should take the time, look at this, and just say, no one could read this. It's a crazy run-on sentence that makes no sense. Charlie, your handwriting is atrocious. It's almost like he's trying to fool handwriting experts because sometimes he's printing, sometimes it's cursive, sometimes it's all capitals. It's because other people are writing in his head. It's not just one guy in there. All right, Fez. If you had to, you sleep with Charlie Manson or Marilyn Manson? I would sleep with Charlie Manson. Now, how would you fall asleep knowing that you're sleeping with a murderer? Well, I oh, I thought it was sex. Oh no! Oh, that's disgusting. Oh my god! You want to have sex with Charlie Manson? Oh. oh, I know why you wouldn't have sex with Marilyn Manson. I just figured it out because that would be a possibility, and you have to take it to the realm where it legally can't happen. Yeah, you, he's caged away from you, and they'll let you let you near him. Hmm. Strangeness. I want to do the, because uh, I'm in the mood for it today, I need to do the snack early. All right. By the way, what uh, prize did we pick out? We've got uh, the book, My Boring Ass Life, signed by director Kevin Smith. That's a great prize. That's a great fucking prize, dude. Fuck yeah. Uh, that's going to go for the first responders when we do that contest later. Get yourselves a piece. Um, I love the, the video up about the uh, police respond to an irate customer in a brawl insurers. It's a must watch. Uh, because um, the fact that guys are coming in and stepping over the fight and not giving a fuck. They got to get their smokes. It, doesn't, it looks like they're either slapping change down. Or leave them for, for free. Well, it's a perfect time to do it. These skinny motherfuckers, why do they think they have the slightest chance to beat up cops? Stupidity. They're, it's just... Or hopelessness, maybe. I don't know. But they, they could never win. Um, they get the fucking shit kicked out of them. Yeah, they do, and they deserve it, so. Yeah, I mean, these cops fucking had every right. I mean, these guys are fucking dicks. Sometimes, like, you look at this thing, like, what's wrong with that cop? But these guys need to be beaten up. 
They needed to be beaten up time and time again. Um, all right, did you see this story where a guy, I guess back in 2005, his first at bat in Major League Baseball, he's playing for the Cubs. He takes a 90-mile-per-hour fastball into the fucking skull. Boom, he's done. His career's over. Now, he was playing against the Marlins. Seven years later, the Marlins are giving him a one-day contract to let him have that. He's playing against the Mets. The Mets immediately said, we're pitching him high and tight and keeping him back in, you know, one foot better be in the bucket, motherfucker, or you're getting another one in the head. That's ballsy of the Mets. I want to ask you, is this like a showboat carny move, or is it like a feel-good story? It's carny move. Marlins just need fucking uh, good press. So you despise the story. Not a big fan of it. I mean, it's it's terrible. Obviously, terrible story. It's fucking right. really shitty. But the fact is, it's also shitty to give somebody a one day contract. You know, what I mean, it's like one of those things where, like where they let Regis dress up and you know play in a fucking preseason game or something. Yeah, no thanks. I mean, you're not legitimately back in the big. No, this guy's been out for years. I mean, he's not a fucking baseball player. And against the Mets. It's not even a franchise. All right, is this a feel-good story or just hype to get people paying attention to the Marlins? 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Because you got to feel for this kid. It's, it's, I, I, yeah, I do. It's sad. It fucking sucks. It's but, still, it, I, but it's bad for the game that it happened. Yeah. Without Davey Mack actually wrote back to me that this was the date today. Uh, that Ted Williams was the last person to hit 400. And that was the same year as Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak, which was, what, 56 games or something? Crazy? 56, yeah. Um, God damn. I don't know why I thought it was... Oh, I was thinking of 61 with Maris. Those numbers I used to know so much as a kid. You could have just said any number. <laughs> just rattle them off. Yeah, and I would f- f- fucking read in the books and shit. Uh, Fez, what about for you? I know you're not a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. But is this a feel-good story... Or just a, you know, a carny trick to get people to say good things about the Marlins and show up at the ballpark. It's a feel-good story. The guy had his career taken away from him by getting beamed at the plate. I get it. But it becomes one of those things of let's let the retard score TD. It's not real. You know what I mean? What they're giving him is not real. It's just a shit. The real taste. thing is if he worked his way back... And legitimately got that at bat. Like, let's take a look at this guy. Maybe he deserves a chance. That's the real story. But just to do a thing where, come on in and do this, it's really not real. It'll fill the stadium, I bet, too, is what they're saying in their boardroom. Um, it becomes the dancing monkey, a fucking dog and pony. And I think it takes away from the peace. Now, having said that, I don't think it ruins baseball, but it's one of those things that, uh, to act like it's it's a fake thing to feel good rather than to actually feel good. You know, it's the Rudy story. It's manufactured. Um, Tim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Ron. I think what they think's going to happen is Joe Jackson's going to say, "Hey, rookie, you were good," and then the kid's going to go off and get a hot dog out of a girl's throat or something. So for you, it's just manufactured, and when it's manufactured like that, it takes away from the actual sport. Here's uh, Chris. You're on the Run of Fez show. 
Aaron Fest. I mean, it is a feel-good story, but the guy has been playing in the minor leagues since he's been injured. He's been playing, he's playing uh, for the Israeli national team. I mean, he's been working hard to get back to this point. Yeah, they are reaching down and pulling him off, you know, probably more than he deserves. But it's not like he's been sitting on his butt since he, it, it, it's happened. Yeah, but, but let's go through that. He did those things playing for the Israeli team, and that's great if that's what you're doing, but that's the... That's the accomplishment. Why can't you? Why can't that be the feel-good story? You know what I mean? Why can't you say, "Here, this guy, he took a fucking ninety-mile-an-hour fucking fastball into his fucking head. He's played in the minor leagues. The son of a bitch went over and tried to make it to the Olympics, playing for the Israeli teams. I feel good for him. No, no one does. And there's the accomplishments that you should feel good for, but you feel good." That it's some kind of corporate gift of show up. Uh, it's going to be we're giving away a monkey and a baseball cap puppet. And then also you'll see this kid get his one at bat so he gets to be in the books. Wait, all right, who came up with the idea, right? Was, was, was the fucking scout that saw him and said, this kid's got, we got to fucking bring this kid up? No. Or was it the PR person? It's the PR thing of this is going to have people talk about the Marlins. Uh, because they stopped talking about their fucking water fountain, and now they want to get rid of their coach. Who, you know, let's face it, he's a lunatic. But I like the crazy. I certainly would want him to be my coach, man particularly man. if I had a five hundred team or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, at least I get something to look at. But it's feel good in the fact that he was carried out of a ballpark, a major league ballpark, and now he's returning to one. Yes, but he, that, that, but he's not returning. Legitimately, that first that first time that he was at the ballpark, he earned that spot. He earned that spot of let's take a look at this kid. We think he could be a major league ball player. That's not the way he's returning. I mean, you could say the same thing, but would people be happy? Let's say the Dolphins get back to the Super Bowl. Would people think it was a great thing if Dan Marino got to go down? And be on the sidelines, and at the end of the game, go in and run some plays. Be insane. The, there's plenty of people who would go. This is great. After all these years, he's going to get his ring. <laughs> but it's not real. Why can't you feel good about real things? Why can't we feel good about the fact that this guy came back and made the Israeli team or played minor league ball? What's wrong with that? We need some fake thing to feel good about instead of feeling good about real life. Here's Rob. Rob, you're on the Run Fest Show. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know how I feel about it, but uh, Greg Schiano with the Bucks did the same thing with uh, his former Rutgers player got paralyzed. Um, yeah, for me, contract. The, the problem I have with that, and I saw that they brought him to the Giants game and he came out doing the flip and all that. Uh, it would just remind the other guys that they could be paralyzed at any second. I don't know if they want to see that. And the other thing is, obviously, that coach feels a certain amount of guilt of, you know, I used this young man who made no money, and now he's fucking paralyzed forever. Um, maybe some things you should feel fucking bad about. Uh, Zach, you're on the run of show. Yeah, that's not the only terrible thing they've done for advertisement. They had Scott Stapp from Creed sing the Marlins theme song now. Well, let's face it, that song's fucking incredible. I mean, that's better than anything Creed has ever done. I've been waiting for Stapp to get back into the game, and I'm fucking real happy. 
I, I, I am not going to be upset that this is happening. I'm not going to bust their balls about it. But I don't buy into the false feel goodness. I do have a problem with that. I don't want to be the fucking rube uh, that, you know, s uh, fucking sobs at every fucking Hallmark commercial. It's a fucking publicity stunt. And that's what it is. It is. It's like trying to put a Hallmark commercial in the middle of the game. Um, here's uh, Nate in D.C. You're on running Fez. I hope this son of a bitch grounds out weak to second base and we throw that fucking ball around the horn. I want to hear leather pop. Well, I mean, if you were the pitcher, I mean, people are going to hope that this kid fucking hits a line drive. No pitcher wants to be in the record books for fucking suddenly giving up a fluke hit to somebody who, who doesn't belong there. Two at-bats in Major, in Major League Baseball. Well, that's the thing. The, it's only one at-bat, an official at-bat. A hit-by-pitch is not an at-bat. Oh, it shit. doesn't show up. So that's part of this feel-good uh. story. Now he's in the record book. But do you want to be the guy who's in the record book of, oh, and then he came back and hit a triple off this asshole? Wow, you're going to look like an ass. You're going to look like a dick. I just think that there's enough things to feel good about with the game without inventing one. I, I really don't think it would have hurt this guy's life that as far back as he made it as the minors. I think it's something to be amazingly proud of. Honestly, I think the problem I have with people is that they refuse to feel good about that. Um, here's uh, Brian. You're on the Manifest Show. Hey, it's obviously a carny trick in this case because, I mean, just think about it. If they were in the midst of a pennant race, they would not be doing this. They're doing it because the team sucks. That's a really good point. But the other thing also is You think is the that... Orioles are going to give this guy an at-bat <laughs> right now? Ain't going to fucking happen. Fuck but, no. And there's a feel-good story if you want to feel good. That after fucking, you know, 15 years, suddenly fucking the Orioles find themselves in the hunt. When no one saw but, this them coming at the beginning yes, of the season. Yes. Real quick, here's the thing, though. The, the one-day contract isn't always uh, like a hacky thing. A friend of mine used to play for the Phils, uh, but, you know, the last couple of years of his his, his uh, They let career, him retire, right? They just come back because he's actually a guy from Philly, from yeah. the area, wanted to retire as a Philly. So that's not, you know, that's not cheesy. That's just, you know. Yeah, I get that thing, and that's because they hope that, you know, he'll hang around and be a part of the organization again. Because there's some guys that you just like, yeah. and even though later on in their and, life. And he's, he's one of that, those guys. His name yeah. is Doug Glanville. He was a center fielder for the Phils. Right. He was, uh, he was one of those ball players. Everybody, you know, dug him and... They want him to retire that way. That's an old trick. That's still a carny trick, but it's a way to say, you gave us something, and we're giving back. LT did it with the Chargers. This, this kid, this by the way, has no connection to the Marlins. I mean, if even the Cubs wanted to bring him back, you know, that would be one thing. It'd be slightly more genuine, but this is just a fucking publicity stunt. See, here's the thing about the you know, feel-good stories that people don't want to know about. The Cardinals thing, when we had LaRusse in here, everybody talked about magic. Oh, God, it's magic. Then you read this book and you go through what he's done to get there. There was no magic. They busted their ass. Calculator. They right? got lucky. They grinded it the fuck out. And no one wants to believe that. They think there's a magic pill that you can come back and do, but you don't have to work. The reality of it is... This fucking thing isn't real. What are you feeling good about?
It's a painted sunset. It's not real. Uh, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ron B, what's going on? Yeah. Hey, what, what if uh, what if the kid goes deep? Do, I mean, are they going to give him another at bat or? No, that's not the fucking point. He's got a one-day contract, period, to get into the record books. And the stunt team, the Marlins, <laughs> who aren't really a big league fucking uh, franchise, even though they've won two fucking World Series in the last, what, 20 years, which is crazy when you think about it. Unbelievable. Talk about fucking feel-good stories. Those fucking teams, <laughs> how the hell did that happen? Um Dave, in San Francisco, you're on Run of Fez. Ronnie, but you either bring it in high and hard, or you just intentionally walk this kid. And just get him out of the way. Get this shit out of here. Boss that you feel him, I bring it in high and tight. I wouldn't give a fuck. I, I will tell you this. we And this is a, a fucking true story. And you, you honestly couldn't make it up. When I did uh, spring, uh, I used to do down, go down and do Dream Week in uh, Florida. And one of the weeks that we played, one of the guys on my team, opening fucking plays, he dislocates his fucking shoulder, right? All right. And he watches the whole thing from the from the bench. You know, he's helping out, keeping score, but he's like literally in a sling or whatever in a sling. Uh, but he's gone out partying with the guys, and he's saying this is still fun. He's having a good time. So the last day, you go over into Jack Russell Stadium, and you're playing against the former big leaguers, you know? And it's crazy, and it's great, and it's fucking nerve-wracking and fun. It's the best thing that you'll ever do in your life. Kent Tacovi is fucking pitching against us. And this guy says, I got to do it. And he goes up one-handed. He's got a bat in one hand, and he's got the fucking sling... His arm's in a sling. And Kent DeColvey, who, by the way, when I batted against, the ball looks like it's coming down third base. I, uh, that crazy thing. He doesn't even have to throw all that hard for you not it's to be. Fuck with you. It, it's, it's beyond, like, in the back of your head, you think, I think I could hit a bit. No, you can't. <laughs> a retired fucking guy. It, it was so tough to hit him. It was amazing. So this guy comes up and he wants to bat against a fucking big leaguer and you know our pictures are being taken and it's videotaped and all and he's got the bat in one hand and the sling in the other and Dakovi looks at him and puts that ball right in his ass just smacked him in the ass with the ball and said take your fucking base so later because I had been pounding around with Dakovi I like dude what was that about he goes I don't want this asshole fucking just slapping out there maybe he gets a lucky hit he spends the rest of his time. He spends the rest of his fucking life saying I hit Kent Tacovi with hand. one fucking hand. I'm not going to fucking live like that. And that's a true story. And I swear to God, in the middle of laughing, I'm like, there's a competitiveness to these guys that, never that away, I don't right? even understand. That is beyond. I mean, these guys would have taken Fez out back and shot him in the head years ago. They're not going to fucking get drugged down and they're not going to fucking let somebody else say, I got the better of me. Badass. And that's what I was thinking when I'm seeing this thing. It's like uh, certainly not true. Uh, Blowhard, how you how you doing, buddy? I'm all right. I agree with your father, by the way, with the uh, Larusa thing. Uh, what are you going to do? I mean, it's just the enemy. But anyway, this is a, this is a travesty. First of all, get baseball out of Florida. Both these teams can't draw flies. It's true. 
It's a waste of time. You got spring training. You should be happy. Spring training it's, is a lot to have, by the way. I'm serious. When I lived in Florida, I'm like, I would see every spring training game that I could. And, uh, and I was like, to me, that was better than having a fucking major league team. And you got minor league teams. You got the Florida State League. This is a travesty. This is just a gimmick. This is just as bad as Bill Veck putting a midget up at the plate. And even when the Yankees let in spring training Billy Crystal get yeah. it, you know put on a uniform and get, I was livid. I said, I wish that pitcher on the Pirates would just drill Billy Crystal in the head. It's you have to earn a spot in the major leagues. If this guy went to triple double A, triple A, and did it the right way and earned a spot, maybe even a September call up, I would say, hey. It's a great accomplishment right. for one at bat. And by the way, that day, R.A. Dickey is pitching for the Mets. The guy's trying to win a Cy Young Award. He just won his 20th game. He's, he's not going to go up there and just play along with this silly nonsense. He wants to win the game. The guy wants the Cy Young Award. Now, here's the weird thing. All the same people who are saying that's a feel-good a feel story, why aren't they feeling good for him? What, what is it about realism that they don't pay attention to? All right, Dickie, you know, I'm a Yankee fan, but I respect the guy because, first of all, he had a great year as a knuckleballer and great statistics, but, I mean, he's had some really fucked up things in his past about molestation. and I mean, this guy's a great Pretty molest. And, and the bottom line is the Marlins are just, just a nickel-and-dime team with a gaudy, disgusting stadium, a franchise that they went out and they spent all this money they can't draw flies. They suck. And just to do one gimmick, like I said, put the guy in the minor leagues, see if he's got it. He, he has played minor league ball. He went over and tried to make the Olympics and with the Israeli it, team. Good luck. Uh, I, I think it's an accomplishment. I agree. I, I didn't make it to the fucking minor leagues. and I don't even think anyone I ever played with made it to the minor leagues. It's a fucking tough thing to do. It's, it's fucking difficult. I know it could have made it double A. It's and like saying, it's oh, all the I feel ESPN. sorry for somebody. They they played with Texas, but then they didn't make the NFL. You played with fucking the Longhorns. It's fucking great. Fucking baller shit. Yeah, I know a guy who played college ball, and he's still living in days of glory. He blew his knee out. He played for Boston College. And to this day, the guy's so proud. He's got posters of him sure. in his uniform. And he never made it to the big show, but... You know, he was so proud of just being a... a you know, like they said, player. there comes a day where you're told but you can't play the fucking boys game anymore. You back, can't do it anymore. And sometimes it happens when you're 12 and sometimes it happens when you're 40. But everybody fucking gets told you can't play anymore. Yeah, it's, I, it's just going to be all over the ESPN and we're going to see it on the network news. And they're going to play that stupid sympathetic uh, you know, music and they're going to show the guy. And, they, you know, it's just going to be one of those heartstring features that make you puke when you watch TV, especially sports and they're just going to cover this like it's a big deal. And, you know, please, just go away. The season's over. If you're not making the playoffs, you spend all this money, your stadium's a fucking gaudy whorehouse, shut it down. Just <laughs> it's, it's, it's everything that's wrong with sports. Everything. When they everything. feel like they need, because they can make money with these cities that don't want it. I'm telling you, I lived in Florida, and you have other things to do besides follow professional sports. You know, you know, I don't want to go to Miami uh, uh, Marlins game. You and I want to go parasailing. You exactly. Want to go you want to fucking go out and fucking meet fucking Cuban chicks. Yeah. What are you doing? Eat wasting nice your time Cuban at the ballpark. Smoke some cigars and hang out with the Chiquitas. Um, and and mainly, mo most of the people from Florida are from somewhere else. So when you go to Florida, they're Cubs fans, they're Yankees fans, they're Reds fans. 
They don't want to fucking have a new team. It's all transplants, right? Yeah, so then they show up when the Mets play. They're like, oh, let's go see the Mets. They don't even say, let's go see the Marlins. They, let's go see the Mets. It's fucking ridiculous, and they never have a home game. Fuck that. Um, Tampa Bay can't fucking sell out unless they're playing the Yankees. And then all of a sudden, everybody's there and loving the game because they're baseball fans. Go to spring training. Spring training, baseball's fucking great. Sounds awesome. Someone write in, Ron, you're too cynical. I just think that if it's made up, it's not real. That's the only fucking point of it. That's the definition of not real. I also I hate know. when they let the retarded kid score a touchdown. Or the fucking autistic kid fucking shoot threes. Because he ain't. Put a fucking hand in his face. He's going to fucking drop down quick. Because I'm be telling you right now, a lot of people can rain threes if you don't fucking cover them. That's called practice. <laughs> You're fucking playing horse. Let the kid go play horse. Um, here's uh, John in some place called Serifax. Yeah, that um, thing was put together by some guy that actually saw the movie uh, Field of Dreams. He put together an online petition uh, called a One at Bat. So it's really not the Marlins, and I think the Marlins kind of just bought into it. It's the end of the season. It doesn't matter. Why buy into it? And guess what? Uh, Field of Dreams is a very nice movie. Why does it, a movie have to become real life? Because real life isn't uh, good enough for people. That's why. Because they need, oh my God. Yes, you're right. Everything, you want to turn every sport into professional wrestling? Where the good guy is able to come back at the end? Every relationship should be a romantic comedy. Everything should be a sports movie. Every sports movie. Oh, sports God. Movie. That's true. So many people trying to make romantic comedies out of real life. Where they want to make an announcement of their love for someone. Some uh, I don't know whether we even put it up with that fucking shitty woman singing. It was so painful I couldn't even make it through. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, how is that any worse than anyone else? I don't even think we put it up. Just singing about her love for her husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I hate going to weddings. We want to share our love. Keep your love to yourself. Come on, I'll have the steak. <laughs> Open bar, right? The steak, yeah, but it's <laughs> steak for 200 people. Yeah, yeah. I'll have How the good can that steak overcooked be? steak. <laughs> that everyone that comes out all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and still cold. Um, Josh, you're on the Run of Fish show. Hey, guys. Um... Well, first of all, it's too bad this is this is fucking made a, a mockery and a circus of the sport. Um, but my point is, uh, all right, so there's 18,000 people that have fucking played in Major League Baseball, and and this guy doesn't even get to go out to the field. He gets brought in as a pinch hitter, and then fucking gets hit, beamed in the head, and then doesn't even get to go out to the field. I mean, let the guy fucking at least play. Can I tell you something? What he accomplished, I, I never grew up with anyone who accomplished what he has. I think that th his story is a fucking great story already. You don't have to throw him a fucking quarter like he's a bum. You don't have to do it. Let him fucking be that guy who got in. Do you, do you, let's go back to Field of Dreams. This is the same story that happened to the guy, right? Sure. That happened to sure. the old guy. Yeah. And he said, and he goes, you know, what a shame. And he goes, no, if I never would have gotten to be a, a doctor, doctor, that would have right. been a fuck. This is the Moonlight Graham story. That's fucking fine. The Moonlight Graham story 
Oh, works for me. All the people he helped. Lives he saved. Do you know how many people would just like to fucking play in the Texas League? Just fucking riding around in buses and shit? That'd be their dream. Yeah. Just to keep it going. Why do you gotta fake it? Now what are we supposed to do? Uh, you, for some fucking reason, you gotta let a reality star come in and kick a field goal before everybody acts like life is great. Yes, that's what we want to I remember to when George Plimpton did that shit. They all used to fuck with him. When he went in to see what it was like to be a professional athlete, they showed him. Archie Moore punched him right in the fucking face. Bloodied him up. And then you could write about it. Like, fuck, I couldn't be a boxer. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the point. Up. I couldn't do it. I don't know. I don't care one way or another. I'll tell you the truth. I just, I just wish people just didn't weren't all about hype. I wish they were about content. I wish they could just enjoy some content. No, they prefer, the hype is what they want. Well, we're all supposed to act like that fucking Gangnam style is fucking great. Oh, it's awesome, it's man! He dances crazy. like he's riding a horse. I uh, hear somebody that stole something away from our old Davy Mac. This guy is getting a lot of heat for having a website because he's trying to jack off in every fucking Starbucks. Yeah, I saw that. Davy Mack was all over that for years. He's been jacking off everywhere. That's his. He should go fuck this guy up. Jack off in this guy's bathroom. Or they could jack off together in the Starbucks. It would be weird if they ran into (laughs) each other at the same time. Weird or just totally expect it. These things are going to happen sooner or later. People got to get that nut off. And people are in the same business. Jack business. We should have put a poll up, and I guarantee you the poll would have fucking said, let the kid play. This is a great story. Oh, one of the things I like is Prince is wackier than whack dog these days. Good. I Just out of his mind. I never want to see Prince get normal. You got to see the uh, the glasses that he's wearing. It takes forever for us to find things now. What happened to the speed we used to get these things up? Holy shit. He's the fly, for real. <laughs> That's fucking great getup. I love that. Maybe we should uh, put the uh, singing lady up post-shows just to see if people want to hate her as much as I do. That could be fun. God, I despise people and their fucking... Well, that, no, now everyone has to... Uh... Go viral. Who knows if any of these things are actually real, right? Like, who knows if these aren't just two actors? Well, here's a good thing now. You look at this shit that they... I think it's X Factor is the new American Idol. Yeah. No one just comes up and sings because they're a good singer. I had cancer of the brain, and my mother passed away. And that's when I found out. Well, no one's interested in a good fucking singer. You need the fucking sob story or whatever, yeah, hard, every, hard luck story. Everybody's have to have that shit, and then they turn around and say it was amazing. That was awesome. You're on for the next week. You made it. Next week, you should cover Gangnam Style. But one thing I hate, they were just showing on CNN and any polling numbers. We're not voting today anyway. Oh, the you feel like it's a total lock now. It's a, it's all locked up for President Stop Obama. Four more years. Do you think uh, the reason is uh, the social issues, not economic issues, just the uh, you know 
the yeah. abortion stuff, the gay marriage stuff. Yeah, just the, you know, the uh, going after a woman's right to choose, all that stuff. How does that uh, supposed to win you over in a country where you're, like, trying well, to take things away from people instead of help them with things? Well, a lot of people are against abortion. A lot more than you think. You used to be against it. Yes, I did. Oh, Fez. Oh, forever. Sunday Up until what year, you think? Oh, I would say 2005. Holy shit. Yeah. Then why are you amazed by stuff? Damn. Why are you amazed that people think that way? Because I'm also amazed at uh, the way I used to think. That, because that, to me, that sounds... Re- some of the things I used to think just sound ridiculous What to was me one now. of the other things? Uh, Noah's Ark was something that, you know, I thought every... I believed every Bible story happened... As an wor- adult? Yeah. Happened word what, for word. What made you think that it wasn't true? It being just, gay? Um, I don't know. Being gay may have had something to do with it. It just... Finally, I guess as I got more and more away from the church, I just started to think about things. And it was when I read the whole Bible all the way through. When was that? Um, That was probably right about the same time. I remember you reading the whole Bible all the way through. Yeah, I read... You always tell us that you've never read any books. Yeah, well, that was... I got one of those... um, uh, Bible a day things where you read the... It takes you a year... And you re- you end up reading the whole Bible, and it was just so full of controversies and conflicts that I'm like, I can't possibly make heads or tails out of this anymore. I don't I remember you saying ever saying that before on the air. I, I'm amazed at th- uh, this story because I've never heard you say that. It took me longer than a year, but I know. Yeah. But why didn't you say it before? Could have been good. We could have had a conversation a day for a year about this. He's laughing like that doesn't make sense. I would have loved that. He's very secretive, Arfes. I don't know if it's secretive, but doesn't occur to him to say these say some things, right? Like that's not like like I, I, I'm not can't. He tell probably them. doesn't think that it's interesting. But exactly. Yeah. If any, if, but it is though. That, uh, you think if I was reading the Bible a day for a year that I wouldn't bring it up on the air? No, you would bring it up. So why didn't you? Because it just. It just didn't seem like anyone would, uh, A, believe me, or... Well, you uh, would have the story a day, which would have been fascinating. And then we could have talked about whether or not, you know, what the moral of it uh, was or whatever. I'm just... So was it like just New Testament? No, it was the whole Old Testament and New Testament. All right. And you, did they, it wasn't summaries, it was just flat out? Yeah, it was the flat, it was the whole Bible. Yeah. You got some Old Testament every day, a psalm and a proverb every day, and some New Testament every day. It doesn't seem like you do that all in a year. It's a big fucking book. Why are you going to drop the F-bomb? I I mean, what's it like? See, I don't realize. That's blasphemy. I mean, Fez is a non-believer, and he's not going to call it that. You don't believe in any of the book at all? No, I don't believe any of it. It's not a holy book to you? No, no, it's just, it's a, it's a, a, just another book. It's like, uh, you know, I guess it's special because it's so old. Well, there's older books. But to me, it's, the Tao. it's not the word of God. I you don't think I would have found that fascinating? Hey, why did you start? 
Um, my dad had been doing it, and so he seemed to be really enjoying it. So I thought this is something that to see if I could. it was basically just to see if I could pull it off. Now, did you discuss it with your dad? Uh, no, we no, no, we my dad and I never had like Bible conversations, never had religious conversations. Hmm. I guess you guys weren't that close. I mean, here you're both reading a Bible story a day. I think you're getting a conversation about it. It's like, shit, what do you think about a Bible story? What are you going to say, shit? Shit was nacho. What do you think? Shit, what do you think of that fucking Bible story? What if it was Let's see really what the snack is today. I want to get it up. Because mm. we got Michael Shannon coming in. And we're giving away Kevin Smith on that. That's what's up. Yeah. We should probably break before we go to the snack. All right, let's break now, and we'll be back uh, with today's snack. And Fez is going to tell us all the things he read and never told us. How many times have you heard him say on the air, I've never read a book, and I fall asleep if I try to read? Every time literature or reading comes up. It's, you know. At never one time in all these years that he go, well, of course, except the Bible, I read that. Never heard him say it. Would have been fascinating to talk about that with you. Unbelievable. That's like me saying I never saw a TV show and I'm just start talking about Lost. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah Lost I saw. Yeah, it was fucking say, good. Yeah, but that's a TV show. You say you don't watch TV shows. I don't think of it as a TV it's show. It's definitely a TV show. It's on television. Oh, what's on TV? Sure. But... Exactly. That's what classifies it as a TV show. A show on television. We'll be uh, break and be back with the snack. It's the Run and Fish Show. You're listening to the Run and Fish Show. More Ron and Fez coming up. Show. I had a little Alicia Keys, huh? Great singer. I remember this in a long time. I know, it's a great song, too. Jack, yeah, actually, she went to high school. We can see her high school from here. She went to that performing arts school oh. right over there. There it is. They wouldn't accept you on 
Pepper's thing, he always wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. But his problem was he would only act nude. It's the only way you do it. Balls out. Just check it out. Look at it. <laughs> he was in uh, Death of a Drunk Man. <laughs> the Drunk Man Cometh. Oh, that was sexy, really. It was. Because <laughs> you were comething all over people. Uh, your last chance to get in to see uh, Paul Fig this for the next Unmasked. This will be the last day we will accept. And you get to hang out in the city on a Sunday. Yeah, nice. After the show today, either or neither. We yeah. forgot to plug that yesterday. Either or neither. I got the song if you want to listen. Yeah, I'd love to. Either or neither, getting high off of ether, riding a zebra, getting jungle fever. Either or neither, it's time for some fun. Pick one or none, it's either or neither. Uh, also up on the eye, Benny the Art Garfunkel is in semi cocaine um, before we get to. Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, your chance to win today, signed book by Kevin Smith. Um, it is uh, for the band Corporal that's going to be in here a little bit. Michael Shannon, it's his band. Hell yeah. They're playing uh, this Sunday at Le Passant Rouge in New York City. That's uh, at 158 Bleecker. Doors open at 10. And the new, their album Glory is available on Amazon.com and iTunes. My favorite songs by him are I Don't Partake in Alcohol of Any Kind. And then also, there's a bad storm coming. Trust me on this. I am building a storm shelter. Look, honey, here, put on this gas mask. Don't go out there. I was just looking over his IMDb. He was in Groundhog Day, and he was the 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 young married couple that they gave the WWE tickets to. <gasps> Fez has a recognition. Yes, I uh, remember Co that scene. Coke is here. Coke... Either and either, great song. Yeah. You haven't done Jack Dick since then. Uh, yeah. You have. just haven't put out any big tunes. I have. I have. What's the big tune? I have like five tunes. Okay. Yeah. You've got to bring that up in the producers' meeting, and then they you will let, let me, me know, know. And then we and we will it. play. Okay. Do I hear like an insect or a bug in this room? Could be my shoes. I just uh, bought these shoes. They, are they buzzing? Uh, it sounds like when a bee is, it this is stuck right here. Some of this? Yeah, yeah, it's my shoe. What is that? How does that make that noise? Oh, like BK Knights. There, there's some of these. Oh, there's plastic on the shoe. All right, there okay. you go. Got yeah, it. Just do that. Is this. this? That's what I kept hearing. I'm like, there's a fucking bee stuck in a blanket. I want to start and do a thing every day where there's producers meeting, and I want these guys to come to you and say, "What do you got? What are we doing next? You're doing an internship." We got two interns. They got a lot going on, but I don't have anybody that'll talk to them. I talked to Kokomo. How do you not know about the five songs? I didn't know he had five songs. Kokomo, you gotta bring this up to me. Then yeah. we have to pal around. Uh, <laughs> we are gonna put up that singing lady, and let's do a weekend bit, Fez. All women singing to their brides. Just find them on YouTube, where the brides are singing to their husbands and see. Just make it the most cringeworthy oh, list ever. Well, Let's get that up tonight, shall we? Tonight? Yeah. All right. Self-high five. That's just clapping, though. For Diamond Cutter. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Diamond Cutter. Now Diamond Yoga is what he's doing. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, it's becoming very, very popular. He got some guy walking again. He took some other guy from like 400 pounds to 160. He's like a faith healer. Yeah, but he's like, it's like a speed yoga. Like you fucking pump it up a little bit. You diamond it up. Is he still with the same woman? Did she stay with him? I think they're still together. That's the great. Diamond Doll. Yeah, if that still works out, because she was always pretty, and a lot of those guys don't keep their valet wives very long. I saw him at Raw 1000. Did yeah. not see her. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Mm. oh. Um, somebody wrote in, uh, Ron, you didn't bring this up, but Bruce Hornsby, best keyboard guy of all time. Well, a lot of people who can play love using that guy. Um, am I mis this says, am I mistaken? Or did Fez just act like you asked him to kill somebody instead of collect YouTubes? He doesn't like assignments. He doesn't like giving them, and he doesn't like receiving them. I have a DDB update. Yeah. They divorced in 2005. Oh, no. Um, okay. All right. Well, that's what happens when you get out of the game. All right, the snack today, Hicks, I want you and I want it's going to be you versus Coke to come up with the saying for each thing, the caption. And what is the overall title for these? Flower Girls. I, Flower. I love the Flower Girl. Let's grab that, Rain the Park, and other things. Um, now, Hicks, you come up with a caption for this. Okay. Um, I wish... Where we can make out right now. What do you got? Ooh, a double blowjob. See, I would just say this Danny line is as soft as my pussy. Oh, right, what do you have next. <laughs> if it weren't for the stupid hair, you could see my titties. If it wasn't for the stupid shirt, you could see my titties. I'm taking your shit. I hope no one can. Oh, boy. It went away. <laughs> oh. All right, let's go. Nasty. The three. Nasty. Okay. Uh, what do you got, Coke? Sometimes I like to wear heels when I'm in flowers. All right, you're very blunt, and you're just very, you're very the truth blunt. bomber. Yeah. All right, the, the uh, X. What do you got? The satin I'm laying on is as soft as my pussy. And mine is some blondes are unfuckable. All right, <laughs> let's go on to four. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh. Uh, maybe if you deflower me, you can see my boobies. Oh, jeez. <laughs> boobies, I hate. Me, Reiki Frowers. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice. It's really that good. Yeah, it's really slight, good. it's slight, yeah. but it's there. It's I, I'll, I'll just put, I wish these flowers were come. All right, let's go on to five. <laughs> All right, um, uh, ask me about my fl flower. What do you got? <laughs> Wait for me to walk up this ladder. Mm. I just have, hey, if you dick me in this, yeah, I should grab these big titties, though. <laughs> See, now I'm turning blunt. <laughs> All right. Oh. Okay. Uh, sometimes a uh, bouquet, more like boobay. Oh, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations on the supermodel wedding. Uh, mine is, don't I look like I just murdered someone? And sexually, though. Yeah. Sexually. Okay. Uh, what? What? Water? What are you asking me about my flower? What the most got? important part of me is sticking out of the water. My asshole. My and mine is I'm waiting for a fish to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> All 
uh, I'm like a jungle woman <laughs> in flowers. Yeah, but- <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh look, you got a fan. Yeah, you got you got your own hey. lackey. My bikini looks like an artifact from Lost. Oh, that's good. Remember? And don't I look like that girl from Hunger Games? Come on, I'll blow you. <laughs> uh, uh, purple flowers and big boobs. I hope my big titties don't get a rash from this hayfield. <laughs> I've named my tits Cha-Cha and Roxanne DeMarco. <laughs> uh, guys want to see a dead body? <laughs> Ouch. Flower girls more like underbrush girls. And mine is I think my spine's broken. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible accident. Yeah. Oh, this one's too easy. Uh, <laughs> come by me and you can get laid. Those two mountains in the background are like my two titties. <laughs> Tall. And mine is going to be no coke. I won't fuck you. <laughs> uh, my, okay. Uh, come see my bush. Oh, the good. scary part is that isn't paint. That's different shades of semen. Those guys are <laughs> seriously fucked up. And I'm just going to go along with that. It's not paint. It's different shades of semen. I mean, it's obviously so. He got there first, but it's so obvious. You can't do anything else with it. Uh, Rosebud. I think I'll show my pussy. I think I'll show my tits. I think I'll show my pussy. I think I'll show my tits. And mine should be. I shouldn't even be in the fucking snack. <laughs> I'm not even attempting. Um... Hey, hey, you want to hear a secret while our asses are out? Because I'll tell you one. Naked best friends forever. Um, hey, you can thumb our assholes while you rub our pussies, <laughs> and we'll race to see who comes first. Uh, I wish I had a hula hoop, some acid, and I was at an outdoor festival, so we could get this party going because I'm in flowers. <laughs> This asshole photographer made me dislocate my shoulder for this picture. Oh, I was going to go with my right shoulder gave out. I was so <laughs> fucking happy with it. Because I am. I'm looking at her weird arm and still right? dead. It's like, what the fuck, lady? Yeah. All right, that's perfect. What the fuck, lady? Get that shoulder in check. Yeah. All right, that's it. And we'll, uh, we're going to see who won. We'll check in to see who won on this thing. Who would you pick? Oh. Oh, we got it. Who's winning there, Fez? Fez in a hurry? Uh, row two, picture four, is winning with 26% of the vote. I like Broken Spine Girl. 2-5. Mm-hmm. It's kind of scary. <clears throat> yeah, right. sexy. A little bit. I'm going to see who won the comments. Come on. Because that was a difficult one today. So many flowers. I know one thing. Coke had to come in third. <laughs> He's too fucking wait, weird, dude. Wait, wait, Your the, fucking weird wordplay is just the strangest thing ever. What, the acid outdoor festival thing didn't work? What are you... Uh, that no, that sto- one, yeah, that was your best. Yeah, that was a short story, not a caption. <laughs> <laughs> Write a short story about this girl. Her hopes, her dreams. <laughs> okay. I, I won by landslide today, but... Woo! Who, knows? Uh. who knows what's going to happen next week. Um... What do you have planned after work today? What's uh, your fun weekend all about? My whole fun weekend. I have a, a friend 
who's opening up for band tomorrow. Then I have an interview for a gig thing, handing out flyers that we could pay for when Conor McConnell comes here. So. You're running that By whole way, industry. I'm running, I'm running that. You shit. really don't. You've got to stop calling them gigs because when you said I got you know something for I got an interview for a gig, I figured you'd be taking your saxophone up down. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of as a gig, not handing out flyers at Comic Con. Now, <laughs> yeah. how would they interview? It seems like any human being could you hand out flyers. Yeah, you right. can stand up. Yes. Yeah. Well, look, here's the thing. You're I want in. you to hand it to the people, not throw it on the floor and yeah. tell them to pick it up. One of my moves, though, like when somebody does that, I'll just go act like I'm taking it and then just go psych. Remember, yeah, handing good. them your resume is probably a trick test. Oh, good. That's good because I haven't, don't have my resume on me. I did not think it would be the kind of thing that you would have a resume. Now, wh who are you handing out flyers for? Uh, some booth at... Comic Con. Do you even don't even know what kind? Don't Jack even Booth. know. Don't even know. You think it's one of the celebs? I hope it's one of the celebs. They say the New York Comic Con is one of the worst. So you want to <laughs> okay. get over there early. You're gonna have to hustle to get people in there. All right, cool. I can do it. I'll do it. All right, I'm doing it. That's if you get hired. They might not hire you. I can stand. All right, I want you guys to know uh, today's first responder. We're gonna give out. A sign book for Kevin Smith, but we're going to what's it? At Corporal Band. At Corporal Band is Michael Shannon's band Twitter. At Corporal Band. Now, the beauty of this is he only has thirty followers since it's a new band. Yeah. So this gives you your chance. I would actually go so far as signing up to follow him, and then trying to become friends with him. Sounds fucking good to me. Because this guy's gonna be in Superman, he's like he's like known as like an actor amongst yeah. act among people who really like movies and TV and shit. But he's about to blow the fuck up. Yeah, and he is a scary man. Well, he's been nominated for Academy Award dude. for uh, Revolutionary Road. Yeah. Oh, look at you, look at Mister Knowledgeable. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Also, their band is playing this Sunday at Le Poisson Rouge. That's what one fifty eight Bleecker Street. Doors I, open at ten. I might go to that. Go to the show. Come yeah, on. go to the show and then like jump up and play harmonica. Matter of fact, if you hear any harmonica, it's gonna be me. Oh fuck, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really fucking awesome. Jump up in that shit. It's what really up, fucking happening. I'm in this now. Uh, all right, so we're gonna go over to uh, the studio that we call the Fishbowl. Um, because they're gonna play some songs and we're gonna be talking to them. Um, but you've got a question here for you. Here's John in Nebraska. You're on a fest. Hey there, Ronnie B. Hey there, Hicks. You going to finally crack open that bottle of T Tito's vodka and do this bitch up right this weekend? Nah, man. I got other bottles of Tito's. Pit Doc gave me a handle. So I can right. I can keep the signed one. When did this come in? Uh, the last the unmasked Pit Doc showed up for a couple weeks ago. I showed up for auto. The oh, auto yeah. Now I do remember that. You had a giant one. Big ass jug of heels. Yeah. I've I, I left it upstairs. Hey, just did you take case. care of those guys from um, Texas? Uh, yeah, I, I hit them up. Yeah. Good. Because that's a long way to come in, man. I love for them to see it unmasked. Did you make sure that everything's okay with us being here on Sunday? Rob was kind of nervous about it. It's okay. We got security? It's okay, yeah. Who's on it? Zietz? Zietz is on it, yeah. Okay. 
I didn't know that they would be like, we have to have security in the building. Technically, but it's okay. It's Everything will be run by the book and okay. taken care of. Everything will be Good. fine. Because oh, all you want to do is keep everybody off your back. Exactly. Um, if that happens, you get to do anything. It's party time. It's party time. If there's no security there, it's going to turn into a fucking crazy kegger up here. I'll bring my fucking kegerator up through the goddamn freight. <laughs> like, hey, yes. Paul Feig, here's a fucking beer. Let's here's do the it. Thing. You can just Audience members, here's some beers. You can just bring it up through the regular fucking elevators. <laughs> no one's going to be here. It's pretty fucking dead here on a goddamn weekend. Yeah. Well, if you watch that YouTube video where the people stuck in the fucking elevator for 48 hours, you paid. know how fucking... Uh, yeah, he made a million dollars. But... He didn't know that at the time, and he was freaking. Uh, he thought he was going to die in the elevator. Yeah. Did you ever see it? Yeah, I did see it. Yeah. It's really depressing. I end up telling a lot of people while we're in the elevator, I go, this is the fucking elevators. And they're like, what? If people hear that, so people are like, you know, this is the elevator uh, where that guy got caught in. Did you see it? Well, we got 36 floors. There's too many times to get in conversations. Well, it's this, seriously, this is my, the first I hear about it. What? This, these are the elevators where that happened? Yes. Yes. Whoa. It says on the thing, the McGraw-Hill building. Yeah, go go oh, to it wow. right now, Fez, while you were sitting here. Did not know that. So why did you say yes? It's pretty depressing. No, I've seen the video. It's oh, depressing. Well, yes. Yeah, this is the place. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny, because then you have to say yeah, it. Yeah, no. like, That's really I'm, fucked up. Wait, it's here? How many people have seen this video? Because everyone knows it. Over seven and a half million. Today. Shit. This guy's going viral. He's probably making even more money now from YouTube. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. They say he's never been back in another elevator, though. Yeah. 99. The McGraw-Hill building, Whoa. New York City. You didn't know that? Did not know that. Just going down to smoke a cigarette. Should have fucking smoked in his thing. I was in the elevators when they got fucking wacky one day, and I got out on another floor and fucking waited for the next elevator. And the people on are like, they even just stayed, but the doors were going all fucking crazy. I'm like, I don't want to fucking end up like this guy. But imagine it's like with like six or seven other people in the elevator with you for like 48 hours. No, I'd rather be alone. I know. Hell yeah, much rather be alone. What if like you just realized... Oh, fuck. I got all these movies on my phone. I'm carrying a bag with sandwiches. I got fucking plenty of drinks. And I brought this, like, little Porta John thing. This is so nice. I got a of cigarettes. Oh, what am I doing all these magazines? <laughs> this is going to be really fucking great. Yeah, this guy had to pry the doors open to piss. Shit his pants. He did? I'm assuming. I'm from watching the fucking video. He never poops. Yeah, but he might have just locked the fuck up. You know what I mean? I mean, he might not be able to shit if he wanted to. Uh, make sure after the either uh, or neither uh, is going up today. After this, I want to make. I'm going to be the plug king from this point on because I don't want these fine works not to be uh, brought up again. Uh, and then also, right. And when we're giving away some Kevin Smith today. That's right. That's at Corporal Band. It's the band you're about to hear. At Corporal Band for the first responders. At Corporal Band, first responders. And a spy report, one of the great Motown producers, Frank Wilson, 
um, passed away. So we'll put that obituary up on the uh, iBang today. But make sure uh, as we head on over to talk with Michael Shannon and his band, it's uh, at Corporal Band. At Corporal Band. To win, signed Kevin Smith. You know, it's getting close to Christmas. Great, great Christmas presents when you can give somebody a signed thing like this. So we'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez Show. This is the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez. Continues. One, two, three, four. I sat down and I tried to do some thinking Found my thoughts just a little bit too frank Got up and I went to do some cleaning Hit my head on a little Sherman's tank I tore it as welded in position It points toward the never-charging flank of adamant But unreasonable people Forever falling Where's what you been? Where you going? How you getting in? Where's what you been? Where you going? How you getting in? Know the odds are against you Of you ever getting in But you can't help coming up S.V. Where is my box of pretty pictures? When I get to look at them, I smile. They capture many celebrations of victories I haven't had in a long while. Like the day that I turned from the edge of the cliff. Secret methods by which you drain out all my bile. Can't forget the one that makes me proudest when I finally finish the 400 minute mile. But where's what you been? Where you going? How you getting? Where's what's been? Where you going? How you getting in? You know you should really be quiet Because they might not ever forgive you But who knows, they might be this Back in my strategic location, I decided to give myself a break. After all, I know I'm getting colder. How much guilt can a hopeless person take? Some birds fly low in my direction. I reach up and give the wings a shake. It seems like congratulations are in order. With every flap. They make and they sing.
That was Glory off of uh, Corporal's new album, Glory. How are you guys doing? And thanks for, so much for stopping by today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Um, tell us how the, the whole project came together. How did you guys hook up? Well, um, this is Mike. Uh, I, I am the singer on these songs. And uh, me and Ray, the drummer, we met in uh, Louisville. And Rob, uh, the guitar player over there, uh, we were actually doing a play uh, called Finer Noble Gases. And it was about a rock and roll band. And um, we formed a band uh, in the play because we had to, because in the play we, we played music. So, um, And then Ray, who lived in Louisville at the time, um, would get us gigs uh, around the town uh, after the show. Uh, so we would we would do the play together and then we go play gigs together and uh, That's how we all got to know all got to know each other. So this was really uh, but a, a Play and then you guys wanted to keep that same experience that same band experience going uh, But had all you guys played in, in bands before you got together with this? I had played in bands before. Yeah, yeah in fact, those two I, had yeah. Yeah, yeah I was, uh, at the time, I had been for a couple years with a band called Days of the New, and uh, they had just, uh, well, things were falling apart, so the, the opportunity to do this play was sort of a nice uh, oasis, I guess. So you, uh, you weren't, didn't even consider yourself an actor before you went into the... Uh, well, playing drums, there's, I don't know, I, I, I had acted before. Mm-hmm. But I think I was the one who'd come from playing music. The rest of these guys were uh, primarily. But you actually also think of playing drums as somewhat as acting as well. I mean, you're still—it's physically performing the whole time that you're up there. Yeah. 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 You you're pretty amazing, dude. I was checking you out. You were really a hell of a drummer. Oh, thanks. And um, the ma matter of fact, the engineer just gave me the the wink when you were uh, playing as well. So. We get a lot of folks that come through here. That's uh, Yeah. <laughs> so that is a, is, is a strange thing, though, to go out and, and to kind of back into being a band. It's, uh, you don't really hear about those kind of things. Well, and it's, it's, it's also, oh, I should mention there's one member of the band I didn't introduce, uh, David, is joining us on uh, uh, mm -hmm. bass. Uh, we have kind of a re revolving bass player situation. David's been very kind to come play with us today. Um, but yeah, it's, it's also interesting because like after this play, uh, we went our separate ways and didn't see each other for a while, and I actually stopped playing music for a while altogether, and was just focusing on um, ad acting and doing that. And then uh, I had a lull in uh, the acting department. I wasn't getting any jobs, and <clears throat> and Ray had moved to New York City, and um, I always had these fragments of songs in my head. And I really wanted a reason to, to finish them because they were kind of driving me crazy. And and I talked to Ray and I said, Ray, I really miss playing music. And even though Ray was phenomenal, is always phenomenally busy because he plays with like 500 people all the time because everybody wants him to play with them. Um, he found time to uh, to literally it started out just two of us, and he would help me write these, finish these songs. And then um, and then you know Ray and Rob have a whole other band together uh and 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 uh, and so gradually uh we started inviting other people to come play with us and it wouldn't really work out and then 
we invited Rob one day and his the way he plays and uh, the atmosphere that he brings uh, we found very appropriate for our music um, but me and Ray when we started playing we used to just walk out on stage the two of us like you know I don't know Black Keys or Local H or something <laughs> crazy like that but a little more retarded no. <laughs> yeah, sure <laughs> Um, but, you know, the weird thing is that we somehow think that these things of creativity, whether acting or music, should be separated when really the same kind of people are drawn to both. You know what I mean? Like, uh, obviously, musical theater is the perfect example that you would not get into it unless you could do all these different things. But then for some reason, we want to specialize as we move into recording and film. There's no reason for it at all. Uh, all right, let's uh, get into another song. Obama. Yes. Uh, how this uh, the writing for this well, song come? This on? is really uh, kind of weird because I wrote this during the first election, um, his his first election, and now here he is going for it again. And it's funny because on the album we have two different versions of the song, uh, kind of a slower version that we played played today, and then a faster version. Uh, and I guess I was. It's subconsciously, I was preparing for two election cycles because uh, I think, uh, you know, one's appropriate for one and one's appropriate for the other. I think actually we're probably more into punk rock version. Yeah, this is uh, the psychotic. Cycle. Yeah, the psychotic version because there's no, cause if that dude wins, we're screwed, the other guy. But uh, um, anyway, that's important. It does feel pretty psychotic this time, doesn't yeah. it? It's yeah, just yeah. really the uh, country is so on edge right now but it was weird because i was just talking with art garfunkel this uh week and he's like dude it's always been like this you know yeah. it's always been uh oh the entire yeah. time of his mm. his life his life that's uh, true so this is off but of, this i should make i just want to make clear yeah. before you play the song that there's kind of some weird imagery in this song and this is not meant in any way to be like threatening to anybody it's just it's a song i wrote it's not even for or against Obama necessarily. It's just about the what I imagine the ordeal of running to to be president to be like, like the the sensation, because that's what I was thinking about. I was like, this must be like torture, like trying to do this. It just must be. There must be moments when you just want to like run away and hide under underground somewhere. And so, it's it, more than anything. It's it's about having empathy for his situation. This is Corporal and the song Obama. Hey young man, let's make a bet I'll tell you what it is If I drill a hole to the middle of your chest You're gonna holler Wow, you I'd sure like to know just how you got so freaking tough. Did it have a little something to do with growing up in this land of squalor? Tell me how you will. Well, it's not that hard a thing to understand when that bit. Is bearing down on you as you count the list of things you had planned. You realize you're really not one of a kind. Ca 
last kind time Hey young man, let's make a bet I'll tell you what it is If you jump over the side of this bridge You're gonna follow Wow, you win I'd so like to know just how you got so freaking smart Did it have a little something to do with those lessons that sleep hollow Tell me how you win Well, it's not that hard a thing to understand When a man with no head arrives That you got to draw the line and take a stand Well, Steve said these people are gonna try, 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 try Corporal, hey, if you want to get in touch with them, the Twitter is at Corporal Band, at Corporal Band. And you guys are going to be playing in New York City on uh, Sunday, September 30th. Where exactly are you guys playing at? Right, we're playing Le Poisson Rouge, which is oh. the old village gate on Bleecker and Thompson. Uh, and in fact, the other band that Rob and I play with is also going to be on the bill. They're called Less the Band. We're called Less the Band. Uh, <laughs> So you're going to be opening for yourself is uh, the way that comes Exactly. Out. Double duty over here. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow, that's cool. I did not know that that was, I had heard the name thrown around, but I did not know that, that was the old Village Gate. Yeah, it's the, it's a basement, it's a big yeah. basement space and a bunch of uh, I, I, NYU grads with a lot of money just went in and kind of revamped the place. Uh, we were talking earlier about acting, and all you guys have side bands, side acting projects, or some people might view this band as a side to the other part. Do you have specifics where you're going, this is where my career is going, or do you just like to pursue a lot of different things? Uh, I think it's a, a matter of pursuing what you can when you can. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of catch-as-catch-can catch sort of thing. We are incredibly busy guys, so... Uh, you know, if we didn't love doing this, it would we would anyone would give this up because it's yeah. really impossible to to put everyone in a room. But you know, it's it's uh, it drives us so much that I think we really make the effort and uh, and, and get in there and and create because as an actor, as a creator, as an artist, mm -hmm. like you said, it's all one thing, and, right? And you just gotta you do it. When you can, but do you also feel like there's different muscles being used? Totally, no matter which one of these projects, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, it's and yeah, it's like uh, I don't know, working out your legs and then working out the top <laughs> at the gym or something. So, what kind things. of commitment do you guys have to each other? Just as long as it's fun, or are there 
like long-term goals with some of this? Well, I, you know, out of fairness to to all of us, I, I, I think it's kind of like a relationship at this point where you're like, well, are we getting married or what? I mean, it's like <laughs> we've, we've had the fun, we made some fun songs and had fun together, and now, you know, are we really going to try and get this music out there or not? And this is part of what, you know, being on the show is about. It's part of what these gigs have been about recently. Because, you know, uh, I you know, to me it's a shame in a way because I feel like if we could devote some real solid routine time to this that we could build something and you know obviously it'd be great to tour and stuff like that and if we could get around to doing that then then maybe we could because I, I don't think any of us want this to just be a hobby at this point because that's just belittling you know what we're doing so uh, we're really we're really trying to get s serious about it well, we're going to get serious about it, but you don't know if suddenly uh, Rob gets a call from Paul Thomas Anderson, then everything, the whole damn, well, wait, wait, wait. These things happen. <laughs> yeah, but, they uh, do but happen. But then, you know, like I said, we make it work. We make it work. Uh, you can uh, pick up Glory on iTunes and at Amazon, and they're also playing this uh, Sunday if you're in New York City at La Poussin Rouge in New York City. Doors open at 10 o'clock and uh, the show starts at 10.30. That's at 158 Bleecker Street. Um, let's do uh, another song. Let's do Effortless. And how did this one come together? Well, yeah, this is a riff I've had for a long time. Yeah, I brought this in to you. I was like, is it, what do you think of this riff, right? You remember the day I, I brought you this? I, I remember us having a conversation about a bunch of songs that we had been working on and thinking, wow, all these songs can are kind of a downer. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bleak. So, like, yeah, it's time to... But I, I couldn't help myself with the lyrics. It's a, it's an upbeat song with uh, yeah. some pretty uh, snide lyrics, I guess. But it's basically just about how... I don't know, it's about walking down the street nowadays, pretty much. I think it's interesting with songwriting, <laughs> unlike many other things is like you don't have a real choice of what actually comes in you know yeah they just you know uh and uh, some of the greatest songwriters i've had the chance to have on the show and they have very little idea how to write a song it's just they're there the song is there right. boom one day it's great the next day it's rough 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 then suddenly great and isn't it the strangest thing that you know some of the greatest songs in history have been written in minutes yeah. just minutes totally. you never know how it's going to go down but it's the work that they put in you know it's all the songs they write that you never hear that leads isn't to that, that true yeah. man that's yeah. where the craft part of it yeah. comes in it's like uh you 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 know you it's almost like you can't create the wave but you better know how to surf once that wave that's shows up you know yeah. you ever be able to pull it together Definitely. uh it's corporal and uh this is off their uh album uh glory It's effortless If you wanna Get out of this mess Whatever trip you're on All it takes is a whim of this one And it'll all disappear I wanna be a world-class club And I don't think this is hard as it 
don't see Like anyone pays attention Especially here in this dimension And that's why That is Effortless uh, off of Corporal's album Glory, which is available on iTunes and Amazon. You can also see them if you're in the New York City area. This Sunday, September uh, 30th, they're playing La Poussin Rouge in New York City. Uh, But the hope is to maybe take this out a little bit. Is there other cities that uh, or a tour that you guys might have on your mind? 
Yeah, well, Mike's doing a play these days, and, mm. and uh, uh, so we're we've always kind of been limited to wherever we can get to within a day, mm -hmm. you know. So we've talked about playing Boston and maybe down to Washington D.C., but we don't have anything planned yet. We played Louisville and Chicago a couple of times. Mike's from there, uh, from Chicago. I mean, yeah, yeah. We played. Uh, we had a good show in Chicago at Shubas. That was fun. Mm -hmm. um, but. Like you said, when you have uh, the play like you have in New York, uh, that is going to limit you to within what an hour or two off the. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I got a Sunday matinee and then I have Sunday night off. So I mean, we could hit the road Sunday night or Monday morning, go play a gig somewhere on a Monday night, drive back the next day. I mean, we could even probably try and play a Sunday and a Monday night. Mm. Look at us. Making our <laughs> making right. our, our itinerary. All, all, all menus. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you have your calendar? Oh, no. Yeah, sure. Do. No, seriously, but seriously, yeah, we would we would definitely. I mean, until yeah, that's the maximum we could do until the play's over. But we'll definitely try and hit some spots in the northeast corridor. So you've got uh, Michael right now. You've got the band, the TV show. You got films and a play, mm. and really. What we need to start doing is cloning him. If we can <laughs> clone him, we That'd can do in all these different uh, That's right. directions. That's right. Uh, but it's still I w the real me would go with the band. <laughs> is that the right? clones do all the other crap. Aww. Isn't that? <laughs> oh, we'll what do you? What do you? And all you guys, what? It, what do you get from music that you don't get in the world of acting? What? What is the big difference there? To me, it's creative and expressive very personally acting mm -hmm. is interpretive you know you're always you're saying someone else's words you're assuming a character um, which is great but um, music is very personal and it's it's that personal creative artist thing that I get out of it so that pretty much feels like who you actually are when you're on stage you're saying this is me I'm not playing the guy who plays the guitar that is you right yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good way of putting it um, but acting is something that nobody wants to give up as well, right? You've we've got to certainly not. No. Yeah. Well, there's not a lot of music gigs where you get to fire guns and <laughs> you know kill it, Superman. It, it has drawbacks. <laughs> yes, I kill Superman. Man of Steel. So I drive a spike through his heart. I'm giving away the ending. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. uh, Finally, we know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do think that it's an amazing thing that you guys, no matter what else is happening, take the time to go out and put this together. And I really appreciate how you guys came in here today. Oh, thanks for to, having us. Uh, Thank to you. Play, yeah. man, because the thing is that you guys came in here as musicians, not guys as a side project. You were very serious about what you were doing in here today. And uh, if anybody wants to... Uh, pick up the album uh, you could check it out on itunes and amazon see these guys live at la Poisson rouge in new york city this sunday doors open at, at 10 o'clock and twitter uh at corporal ben uh, michael ray rob and dave thanks so much for coming in here and while we go thanks out playing um this uh song unreal thanks so much fellas appreciate thank you it. thank, thank you it's so nice of the original builders to leave us two options. 
Apparently they knew how tricky it could be to get through the day. When you have dual exposures, you really should try to take full advantage. Just pace back and forth from the most to the least. Watch the benevolent west. Destroy the malevolent east And it's so kind of our governing body To ensure our safety For people who don't have the slightest concern our mental health Without being callous They bolster our nation And grant us permission To pick a new game Cause this one got played People don't lie unless they're afraid. Unless they're afraid.
sound. That's it for us, guys. First responders. At Corporal Band. At Corporal Band. We noticed that they're writing back to people, so get involved with that. Hell yeah. Make, uh, you know, give them a follow, if you will, as they say, and uh, say hi to some of the guys. Yeah, and they got a show going on this Sunday at Le Poisson Rouge. Doors are at 10 p.m. That's at 158 Bleecker Street, and the album is Glory. Available on Amazon.com and on iTunes. I thought they came off well today. Very happy for them. I loved it. At Corporal Band, uh, first responders. Also, and I know you're shy about it, but either or neither is up. Either no sense neither. in doing it, not plugging it. Let the blog link king on it. Uh, and keep the first responders going. We'll announce that on Monday. Yep. Really, really cool prize, but at Corporal Band, uh, very, very cool that uh, they're answering back, people, so make That's sure awesome. you get in on that. Love having man. So, uh, we're back here on Monday, and as far as Owen A go, um, right now you know as much as I do, but I promise if you don't hear them, on Monday, I will give you the full story because um, that's all we can do in this. But as of right now, and this is a shoot, uh, we're not there. But Monday, if we are there, they'll be back on the air. And if not, I promise you 100% to tell you exactly everything that I know. So good luck to us all on that one. Let's hope. Everybody comes together. Uh, at corporate. At Corporal Band. That's their Twitter account. The show's this Sunday at Le Poisson Rouge. The album's Glory. At Corporal Band. This was a big day, big thing for our own Chris Stanley. So, first responders. It's really awesome. Jump on it. Jump Get it. on it. Ride it. Grind that shit down. Uh, Monday, we will announce the winner. Uh, 
of the signed Kevin Smith book, which, by the way, is also just a great book yeah. on its own. All right, gang. Either or neither. Either or neither. Either or neither. Here comes June Cleaver. <laughs> and we'll see you guys back here on Monday. Uh, I'm going to hold Kathleen from the Bronx under 100. Whether she wins or loses, she stays under 100. Hold her down. Have a fine weekend. Remember, Monday we are back. I will update you, so don't panic. I will tell you the truth. Take care, everybody. See you up there on that Twitter. And that's the end of my show. Donk. Thanks for listening to today's Ron and Fez show. We hope you enjoyed it. For your convenience, this program will re-air tonight at 1 a.m. Eastern, mm. 11 p.m. Pacific. Predictably enough, the Opie and Anthony show is next on the Opie and Anthony channel. Get it?